What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormal. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Alt Skull. Konnichiwa. Hey, Konnichiwa. You beat me to it this time. Aha, I did. Quick on the draw. Also joining us this evening, Otterwaff and Jack. Sup, sir? Yeah, just another day in paradise. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lubriconda. I got, uh, I got the Lubriconda bit in at work today, and the guys loved it. They're like, that makes a lot of sense, man. I'm like, yeah. We started with the slippery slope was real. Somebody said that. I was like, and it's lubed with Astroglide. <laughs> They're like, whoa, yeah, it totally is, bro. I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, we started talking about Lubriconda and the continent-wide strip mall. And 15 minutes later, I'm like, all right, we should probably all go get back to work before I get in big trouble for the things I just said. <laughs> it wasn't anything, like, it wasn't anything paranormies, but it was definitely, like, uh, way further than anybody will hear on Alex Jones. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like really edgy Fox news. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, um, if, if sky news was like not gay, I don't know. Just, I don't know that. I just know that Chris sky is a really weird looking dude with all the, the, the teeth and the neck tattoos and stuff. I guess we got to take that guy serious, right? This guy is very, yeah, he's a weird guy. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of there's what's that other guy, Boneface? You heard of this guy? He's like, I guess he's some Australian nationalist or something. He's got like, I've seen face tattoos, but this dude looks like the Enigma. It's not, uh, no, it must be a different guy. I was like, I shared some flat Earth video a while back of some guy who was making really good points, but his face was completely tatted. Not that guy, no. That well, his face isn't completely tatted. He's got like a bunch of artwork on his face. This dude has like not a square centimeter of skin exposed left. He's got the full on, you know, the Enigma, right? The guy with the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, I've seen him live. Yeah, me too. Yeah, nine inch nails. <laughs> the nine inch at the Jim Rose Circus. I saw him. At, yeah, I saw him at Lollapalooza Circus. too. Yeah. The, the, Jim, the, the Jim Rose Circus at the Lollapalooza the first couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on there too. Um, uh, but you no, know, the the flat Earth guy with the face tattoos. He's he's a Kiwi. He's like he's like uh, like part Maori or something. I've seen some more of his stuff. He's he seems pretty uh, pretty on it. He's, I, yeah, that would actually make sense because they have that kind of that kind of face tattoo thing going on. Yeah. And that's their culture anyways. And it's like for them to have, you know, to be fully tatted up with face tattoos and wearing a three piece suit, going to a business meeting is no big deal. Right. And here it's Whereas like other guys. It, it looks like you're, you fell asleep and your kid had a marker and graffiti all over your face. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, that other guy, I don't even know, but like, it's like some sort of, I was like runes or something. I don't know. Who's the guy who's got the runes tattooed across his eyes. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, I don't know, he might be a musician. Never mind, we might not even be talking about like people in our, on our side of the thing anymore. <laughs> Never mind. There's, there's more and more on our side of the thing, the face tattoos, that's like... Yeah, unfortunately. Where are you going to go after that? Like, yeah. what's next? Well, I mean, dude, when we were coming up, like, you know, being edgy, you know, being edgy was getting your ear pierced and getting a tattoo, right? Yeah. Now, you know, being edgy is, well, you know, the, the furthest you can go is zipper tits in a front hole. But, um, yeah, yeah, but you know, that's how yeah, fuck Remo- you, dad. Removing, 
That's removing all the skin of your arm to create a fake oh, penis that so no one's so ever going to see. That's so like the most, it's one of the most horrifying things I can possibly imagine. And there's so many people that are just like, oh yeah, that checks out. It's so disgusting. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever, yeah, ever seen or heard of even. So it's like, do you, do you not realize like everybody's going to see your arm for the rest of your life and almost no one is going to see the big meat sausage thing that was created to mimic a penis that's in your pants now? Like just just get a rubber packer, uh, dude. Stop, please. It's a family friendly first hour. <laughs> Sorry, no. no, it's okay. There's no such thing. <laughs> um, so you know what, what I want to do? I want to read this. I want I want to read this email that's been sitting here uh, for a couple of days. I didn't get a chance to. Um, the heading of the email is my favorite podcast. I already like the sound of this. So I've heard about the paranormies for a few years. I tried from time to time to far- find your RSS feed link when you had, well, when you had Martin Liedke on and Jason from Archaics on, I successfully found the link. You guys put out the best, truthiest podcast I've found to date. You're not scared to call out all the little hats or all or, or around the blacks never relax. Thanks for that. It's truly refreshing. God bless. JK. Those were his initials. So it actually his initials are JPK. So it wasn't JK as in just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice email. That was a very nice email. Yeah. Um, The best truthiest podcast. I like that. The truthiest. That's one of the reasons why Jason likes us actually is because Mm -hmm. we didn't, we weren't the standard YouTube fair where it's like, you, you can talk about this, but you can't talk about that. Oh, Absolutely not. That is one of the things about us that most people do like is that we don't shy away from anything. Um, we'll talk about. Like, we'll talk about. Isn't anything. that kind of the point? If you're called a truther, mm-hmm. like, talk about everything. To, yeah, the truth of everything. And now you know that we've we've lost sh- some shackle. We were shackled for a little bit under under the uh, under the thumb of the, the network we were on for a while. Like with, there were things that we weren't supposed to talk about and we would and get in trouble for and, you know, get, get reprimanded by management, LOL. Um, you know, have HR give, give me a call, right? Damn it. I was about to say, you mean, uh, what was management now is HR. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, I used to just get, I used to just get from management, but apparently management has taken leave of absence. So <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine me taking leave of absence from the show and just letting you guys do it for like a month? Honestly, uh, that, does that sound like something? Even, it wouldn't even be the paranormies anymore. <laughs> right. Right. But like, but, but like imagine, right? Like, no, you can't. It doesn't work like that, right? Like the guy who does the show can't leave. Other than if he goes on vacation for a couple of days. But anyways, <clears throat> beside the point, that's hilarious. Yes. Um, but because of that, we, we don't have those shackles to even have to worry about ruffling those feathers anymore. So we, we are free to talk about everything, including conspiracies like um, who is running the next um, ADL-funded gay op, uh, Frank Cullen Cohen Joseph, you know, thing. And I think we have it. I think we have it nailed down to who the participants in the, the next big gay op is. We talked about that. We talk about that in that other chat, Jack. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be uh, fun next month. It is. Uh, gay op season is coming up again. Uh, Skull. I don't know if you know this, but they're they're doing like a Charlottesville, like what would this be? Four point oh. Um. Yeah. 
It's, no, I didn't. I was not aware of this. Oh yeah, dude. And this time it's dude. It's the Goyam Defense League with Handsome Truth and his crew. And oh boy, Hammer and Blood Tribe. Yeah, I think I'll be staying as far away from that one as possible. Oh, dude, I want to. I mean, I would love to have cameras there and to have like me and Patches and and uh, Jack do color commentary the whole time. You know? Yeah, you, you might not want to get caught in the crossfire of that one. Oh no, we're taking <laughs> bets on like on like when an uh, an ND happens. You know, um, and and <laughs> because well, with with the with the NFA, here's the thing: is the, these things are it's going to look just as bad as the NFAC. The not fucking around crew. Remember them? Yeah. With what was it? Grandmaster Flash was the guy. Right? And there was like every time they got together, there was a negligent discharge. Uh, like every time. Right. The one guy was open, I mean, like dual wielding AR twenty twos with their fucking stovepipe jam. <laughs> like you couldn't write comedy this good. Like literally. Like, I mean, I'm going to get you sucker and, you know, try not, was it, uh, don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. Like, those satires were not satirical enough. This was, this was reality. Reality is more satirical than satire. But, yeah, that's what these guys look like. So, because uh, Blood Tribe went out in Ohio a couple weeks ago and uh, open carried AKs and, uh, Jack, what's the um, the artificial SKS? Was it PHP or something? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The cheap, the cheap SK, uh, SKS, and these guys are open carrying semi-automatic. I know it's Ohio, but they're open carrying semi-automatic weapons at a gay pride thing. That's just like, tell me but you're a fed without telling me you're a fed. Like screaming fed posts through a bullhorn. <laughs> I think right. they were going to Ukraine to fight or something. They are. The they are. They're, they're going to do that too. And they have a give, send, go that is uh, requesting $5 million. Yeah, five million. Not six. <laughs> yeah. Not six million. See, Goyam. Just five. They're funding their own gay ops now. So mm-hmm. That's, that's we're gonna, impressive. We're, give, send, go. And well, one of the reasons why they need that much money is they need a uh, like a Greyhound bus. They need like a large bus. So that they can travel from the compound in Maine to uh, wherever uh, Paula Haas. His name is, was it Chris Paula Haas? Is that his name? Something like that. I don't really. Uh, I it's Paul. I don't know. Like whatever. That. Hammer. I can't call a guy Hammer, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> but he's linking up with that with that greasy uh, Mexiju there, handsome truth there, John Mineta. And they're gonna. It's gonna be like a bunch of like slimy used car salesman dressed dudes in bullhorns screaming n- names at Jews, uh, and then a bunch of face tattooed guys that look like they're refugees from a bad episode of Batman. Like they're like they're like guys that didn't make it under the Joker's Hitman Squad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, he looks like dude with the with the fucking with the the face tattoo and the turtleneck and the red jacket and the uh, open carrying a fucking forty four revolver. That's pretty ballsy, but like that's also quite cool. But you know, as somebody who respects uh, armament like that, I mean, I love I love guns. I'm sorry, I don't have any because that's that's dangerous. I just think they're really cool to look at. Uh, but yeah, dude, he looks like he looks like a reject from like you know Joker's Hitman Squad or something. You know, like he was he was supposed to be on the Suicide Squad, but couldn't couldn't you know it was he went across the street, not up the you know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's also really interesting how uh, whenever they do demos without hammer, 
their their dress code is to wear all black. But if Hammer's there, then they have to wear the red and yeah. Well, then it's Hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I can't help myself. I I just can't take a dude seriously with a face tattoo that calls himself Hammer. I mean, again, that is a self-given nickname, and we all know that you can't just give yourself a nickname. You can come up with your own, you can obviously come up with your own nom de plume, right? I mean, you know, we've seen some terrible ones. Um, but calling yourself Hammer, that's a nickname. Somebody, you know, they call me Hammer. No, they don't. Nobody calls you that. <laughs> literally, nobody. Literally not even a single soul. Right. Him. I'm Hammer. <laughs> it's like guys at my work, all the electricians, when I was coming up as an apprentice, like the older guys, they call me Eagle Eye Heil. Like nobody ever called you that, bro. It just sounds good with your name. Nobody's ever called you that. <laughs> Eagle Eye Heikala. Nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever called you that. Not to mention the fact that your eyes are crooked. <laughs> <laughs> and you're drunk all the time. So shut up. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, the, like the self-given nickname thing. You just don't do that, man. You have to be given. Nickname must be bestowed for a reason. Right? Like the apprentice in my local that they call Pampers. Right? There's a reason for that. Because one day he came back to his foreman. He was like, dude, I just shit my pants. I got to get out of here. He should have just left and called his foreman when he got home because the foreman told everybody, right? And so some asshole put a diaper on the guy's cart, on his tool cart, every day, you know, in, in, <laughs> until I ran out of diapers. So, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they still call him Pampers to this day, and that was 17 years ago. So, that, yeah, that's not going away yeah. ever. But it's like, that's a legit nickname though, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So anyhow, uh, we actually have a really great content show for you tonight. Uh, we have a guest who's coming on and he's been on here several times already. You guys already must know who we're talking about. We've already uh, teased it a few times on other episodes, but Jason from Archaics is back. He'll be joining us in just a minute. You guys stoked or what? Hell yeah. Yeah. The topic today is exciting. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun. Well, it's, I don't think we actually have like a full topic topic, but I think that we'll take that and just shoot it around and see what happens. It'll be fun. We'll be back with Jason. How you guys doing? Hey, Jason. Oh, wow, Jason. Hey. What's up, bro? I didn't mean to sneak up on you guys like that. Oh, no worries. So I, I'm unfamiliar. I know Alt Skull real well and Johnny Monoxide, of course, but uh, Otter Waffen Jack, this is a new one for me. Jack? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, this is the first time we've been that, that we would be on together. Yeah. Jack is our former intern, and uh, he, he, did, he did his own little podcast for a little while, and he came back, and um, now he's just, just Jack. <laughs> I, 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 I miss the simplicity of having just Jack the intern, but like, now I can't do that no more. <laughs> He's graduated yeah, to bigger and better. So it had a ring to it, but like I can't do it anymore. You'll always be Jack the intern, but like kind of yeah, like kind of like Jamie will always be Jamie. Even though, well, even though he works for the CIA, he'll always be Joe <laughs> Rogan's intern. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening, man? Oh man, I'm I'm uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little late. I'm just you know what? I'm not even got my studio hat on. <laughs> I I we. Just had a mess in California we had to clean up. And uh some some woman, tall blonde, shows up at my publisher 
uh, pretending like she is representing me and knowing, and my publisher and one of his employees was just hanging around and she wants to put together this huge meetup and she's got hot, she's got Hollywood people involved. She's got a, a, a an MC, some, some disc, I don't know what some disc jockey dude and a whole bunch of vendors and got this real nice place all set up. And Don and I are sitting there listening to, we have a zoom with these people and, and, uh, we already agreed to do a meetup in California and we were going to do it in San Diego, but they talked us into coming to orange County. We get a lot more people to attend and being more centrally located, the higher attendance. And this thing got out of control fast. And this woman just added all these volunteers and it ended up being a, a almost like a circus mm. and somehow Max Egan, Martin Leakey, um, Joel of Perceiver, uh, you know him as Toltec Shaman, if you're familiar with him, and then myself and Danny of Remaining the Shackles, six speakers, six speakers are going to get together for an archaics convention, it's supposed to be really informal, like my last three, they've all been informal, I'll be damned, she done put this huge thing together and then turn around and it's costing out the ass for this and that, and then there's going to be open costs at the end, paying volunteers, and ended up getting out of control. And then we we confronted her about it. Say, hey, uh, our case isn't about running circuses and fairs, and yeah, we're not trying to commercialize anything. We're just trying to get a bunch of people together and talk and hear some shit that we really can't talk out in the public about. I said, man, we're not. This is what the hell? What is all this you're doing? So she got real nasty in some emails. So we we uh we've been dealing with that all day, and we finally axed her today. And uh. Yeah, this this just happened right when I ran in here. We just solved that problem, and I ran in here a little late. Sorry, guys. Oh, no worries, dude. Um, as a former California resident, I can attest to the problems they have there. As a matter of fact, I can run them down for you real quick. Several bad puns later. <laughs> you, remember, you remember three years ago, it, it, this was going on at the exact same time the lockdowns were going on in, in the beginning of 2020. And this was all the supposed California and uh, Midwestern Canadian wildfires. And yet some of the cell phone footage we were getting were not of wildfires because none of the trees and bushes and grass were burned up. It was only every, all the buildings and cars. They were, it was like they're all torched. As, uh, people were saying it was directed energy weapons, do weapons. Whole neighborhoods were torched, but all the bushes and gardens and trees were, were untouched. So, yeah, it looks oh, the yeah. same now. Yeah, it looks so exactly this is this is exactly what people are saying is happening in, in Hawaii right now. They said the death toll is pretty damn high. All these people were burned by forest fires, mm -hmm. but the forest hasn't been touched. It's all the architecture. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's the same stuff that was going on in Northern California. As a matter of fact, uh, we talked about that on the show way back then. That was what twenty seventeen, right when that was going on. I even went on uh, Skull. Do you remember Bryden Proctor? Yes. That I little did, shit. Actually. Huh? Yeah, that fucking guy. He's such a turd. He's a little alcoholic, yes. but whatever. <laughs> I can't I can't help but like I, I I know him personally. Like we were we were supposed to go to the Ken Ham Creation Museum and troll him IRL. And because it's such he's you know, he's the retard that believes that dinosaurs and humans and all that stuff lived at the same time because Oh, oh Ken Ham. Ken Ham, yeah. the guy that debated the guy that debated uh Bill Nye the science guy. Okay. We were gonna yeah, go to his I don't know anything about the debate. I heard about it. Oh, it was like it was literally like like a retard fight. It was terrible. Uh <laughs> neither of them are, are intelligent enough to debate. Um but no but uh, I went on Bryden's show 
when that happened, when those fires happened in Northern California. And he wanted to be like the anti-conspiracy theorist, right? Guy, like he wanted to bring me on to talk about the conspiracy theory so that he could shoot it down, right? That was the whole point of having me on the show. Uh, but yeah, dude, that was absolutely crazy. Like the houses were burned out. Uh, cars were burned out in the driveways. The rims, aluminum rims were completely melted. Uh, right. and, but, but the trees, not a single tree burned. Like and, yep. and only, and the fire looked like it went up the driveway because the driveways were all like toast too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you look at those neighborhoods and there's entire neighborhoods like a cul-de-sac and the house is gone. It you looks want, like it was vaporized. You want to know what it looks trees. like? Yeah. Grandma's, ro- grandma's roses are untouched. Do you yeah. know what it yep. reminds me of? When you burn up a circuit on a circuit board, the board isn't really burnt up, but the circuit is. It'll go all the way up the circuit and take out all the little things, but the but the board won't be really burnt up. Yeah. Kind of like that. Crazy. Hmm. So maybe the it was cars. The cars at 9-11, too, were of the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on that. I was, but I mean, we've all heard the theory too that 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 uh, directed energy weapons were, were were what collapsed the World Trade Tower, and the pancaking of the buildings was actually just CGI footage. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there. We've, yeah, we've, none of us can make any conclusions about what actually happened that day at that thing. But yeah, you know. right, because there's no actual. Well, reason reason for that is there's no actual footage because all of the footage that everybody has seen has been manipulated and that's been that's yep. been proven empirically. So there is no way to know to really what actually happened on that day because there is no actual real evidence. I find it very interesting that when all this is going on in 2001, you would think that mainstream media would have loved to have been able to add more to the story by showing the actual pictures from 1945 when a real airplane went right through the exact same floors of the 70 the 78th and 79th floors of the tallest skyscraper in new york at the time Mm -hmm. the empire state building we have those photos i got a video on on my i got a video on my youtube channel showing all those original newspaper photos uh it was crazy because but uh you would think that in 2001 they wouldn't they would have broke their neck trying to pull those old reels out and try to show some of that old footage and all that but they didn't there wasn't a peep about well they didn't want it was a bomber Uh, yeah it was a it was a was it a B fifty two or B twenty nine? It was one of the a B twenty nine. It was B twenty nine. Well, well, listen, I'm just going to say it wasn't a B fifty two. Right. I remember reading. I remember reading all about it. No, B fifty twos are those things are freaking ginormous. Yeah. yeah. No, was, I think it was a twenty nine. I think it was a twenty nine. It wasn't a B fifty two. Okay. But it did go right through. It killed killed everybody on board. It went mm-hmm. right through the seventy eighth and 79th floors mm-hmm. uh, of the of the tallest building in New York and at the time. What's oh. funny is that building's still standing. Yeah. And they still use yeah. it. Like they just renovated those two floors. That's that now that would be what we would consider a Tartarian building anyways. Like that's one of the old world buildings. That's not one of these modern buildings that like like an airplane. These old buildings that are made of these these bricks like have you seen like um they're not red brick buildings. They're like the beige brick. You know what I'm talking about? Those Yeah, I know you're talking about. They're all over San Francisco and all DC and everything. They're not white, they're beige. I mean all these they're like the old you know they're they're early the early nineteen hundred they call them the early nineteen hundred skyscrapers but they're they're they've got to be from before then I mean those things are those are all the ones that are they 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 don't um 
they don't tear the buildings down because what was the one in Buffalo? There was the, the story of the building versus the crane, right? And it took them, it took them like a month to tear this thing down every day, eight hours a day, just pounding away at it with the ball. And eventually the crane won. Like the, you know, these buildings, you can't tear them down. <laughs> because they're Crazy. yeah, because they're in they're basically indestructible. They're made those buildings, whatever they are, whatever, whoever built those, those things are made to last forever. Yeah, it's Not it's from- also interesting how you can go through like North Carolina. You can go. I just recently came back from North Carolina. I was really shocked when I was looking at the buildings and and they have these plaques and the plaques tell you that during these years this same building was a bank, then it was a hotel, then it was a coin repository <laughs> then it was owned by a private family for 17 years but they don't tell you what the private family did with the building mm. then, then it was owned by these people and it was this and it was used as a fairground uh, an, an inside multi-level fairground then it was used as a hospital it's amazing that one single building that's only supposed to be 80 or 90 years old has been used for so many different purposes over, over this period of time it's ridiculous it's and but it's on the brass plaque so it has to be true I mean, they wouldn't right. put it on the map from uh, quantum quantum of conscious Matt has talked about the Phil- Philadelphia city hall mm-hmm. and how there were actually proposals to tear the thing down. Like, I don't even know why someone would get it in their head. That they wanted to tear such a majestic building down, but they have actually proposed that. And they looked into it and they found out that tearing the building down would actually bankrupt the entire city. So they just left it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a badass building. It is. I, I want to find that story. Um, it was in, I forgot which, which one? I don't know if it was one of AWAR's videos or if it was one of those videos. But it was a, um, a female telling the story about the the building versus the crane, and like you you can't tear these buildings down. It's like Penn Station, right? The they they built a new Penn Station. Well, did they, is there a story behind the demolition of the old Penn Station? There has to be. Wow. Right, there has to be because that was another one of those buildings. It's one of those wooden nickels. You know, we saw the we saw the drawings, so it's true. Um, but it's another one of those buildings, those ridiculously majestic buildings that had to, like, it cost. They they had they took it down, they demolished it because it cost too much to maintain it. Right, Is that, and that was the reason. It's just yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like this, those stories don't make any sense. But they're on the brass plaque, Jason. If they're on the plaque, they wouldn't. You know, they're not lying, right? No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I do. It's like you know, they, they go to the Grand Canyon. There's the brass plaque said there a river built this, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have but, a uh, pretty soon, probably within the next two weeks or so, I'm, I'll do a video. I haven't really got deep into the book. It's just one of those old books that you get. And you go through the, you just go through the first three or four pages, and you realize, holy shit, this is something I'm going to have to devote time to. But I have a book from 1834. Kentucky is in the title. But as soon as I read, it's a book that you would just look over on the shelf. I'm not really interested in Kentucky history, but I, I opened it up and I went through it. It's shocking. The whole first three or four pages, this dude is laying out his thesis as to how Kentucky is not only old world. He wrote this in 1834. It is based off research from the 1600s and 1700s. He says the area of Kentucky was technologically advanced. It was sophisticated. It was city massive population was here and all and, and the evidence and he just starts laying out all this evidence and it, for 1834 this is so against the grain of everything else that was being published in the world so that video is coming i just have to actually spend about three or four days not doing anything else but just digesting what this dude is. it's a huge book mm. uh, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, that book. You're probably going to want to listen to that video. Cause I'm going to. It's it's yeah. It's, just, it's gonna have <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. It's going to have 1834 in Kentucky in the in the uh, title. Oh, already yeah, going to have. Yeah. I just recently received this book, and it's it's amazing. Nice. I just, I'm I'm really shocked about some of the books because I did not see this coming. Uh, I have really ever since Martin Leakey and I kind of reanalyzed the Civil War, and then we and then mm. we went over all the actual evidence of the Silk Road and the Great Wall and the Roman architecture. Since I started doing that, now I'm starting to see everything. I mean. My eyes weren't really open to this. I'm a chronologist. My eyes weren't really mm-hmm. open to all this deceit and deception. And and now that I am, it's like crap. I'm seeing somebody just sent me a picture of the Great Wall of China. A huge section had fallen down, and people photographed nothing but a wall of sand. Sand just poured out of the wall. Hmm. It's like just crazy. It's it's just the more we research all this shit, the more we realize how much how much of this architecture from the old world is very old and redisguised, and how much is has been is basically it's set up like a movie prop. It's all yeah. That's uh, that sounds like the Kentucky book. Also sounds like a lot of what they had to clean up at the end of the Civil War with right. Sherman's march, Sherman's march through the South, and. All those uh those drawings of the Sherman neckties that are not very convincing as well. Those are uh, something I looked into recently. With the, what do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean by Sherman neckties? This is when they took the allegedly they took the train tracks and they just wrapped them around trees and wrapped them all up and uh, they made the train tracks uh, unusable. But there's no actual photographic evidence of it. There's just a bunch of pictures and drawings of what they did. And, yeah. How how would you even bend those rails like yeah, that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like a twist yeah, tie, yeah. like the, like a bread tie. They just twisted them around the tree. Get the oh, fuck out of here. Look at the Google pictures of it. They just It just shows guys with like a bar, and they're just twisting them around. And it's like, no, no, you can't just do that. No. No, you can't stop it. That's I don't believe. Yeah, I know, but people actually believe that. But here's the thing about the South, Jason. I, uh, I live in East Tennessee, and I drive all over the South all the time. The South has some very, very, very old small towns that aren't that small really if you look at them there's like all this old factory looking stuff that's all run down and no longer usable but it's like nobody ever lived here like how did this like this is out in the sticks and there's all this like uh along along the ohio excuse me along the ohio river there's like a whole, whole areas of like sunken buildings and stuff so like and uh throughout uh knoxville and even johnson city which is like a small city in Tennessee, you've got these old, what would be considered like Tartarian brick buildings. And, right. and they all have, they all have the, the, the second floor being the first floor and the first floor windows are partially underground and all that stuff. And so yeah, I'm like, I see it all over the South a lot. So the old world being the, or the new world being the old world, I think the whole world is a lot older than any of us have any idea because once the history has been erased and reset and you're already dealing with like you, you, you've got a, you know a sand foundation to begin with you know yeah like, i don't yeah, think I don't, I don't think honestly i mean even even going back to the 17 1600s i mean that's great and that's like that's that's good that we have those books to go back to but how much of that was, was like actually fabricated by uh you know what do you call them the the monks which which monks supposedly wrote uh, all that stuff? Skull, the um, you know what I'm talking about. The, there's a name for them. They're not the talk about the Dominicans and the Jesuits. Yeah, the Dominicans, like they supposedly fabricated all of history or whatever, right? Throughout yeah. a certain period of time. So, like, you know, at this point, it's hard. It's it, for me, it's hard to just sit down and be like, okay, 
this is really real. You know, right. or this is really true. You know what I mean? I get it. I do. It's uh, it's it's something. I but, do notice a huge difference though between like, I, like I have a whole collection of books from the 1700s, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a huge difference between the material that was being published in the in like 1730s to 1790s as opposed to anything that is dated post Civil War. Antebellum, uh, I mean, the antebellum books are very different in tone, mm-hmm. style, and content than anything after the war. Well, so. in history in general, like you see, like when you go back through like a kid's history class or whatever, you see the different time periods and it's like a completely different setting. It's everybody dressed completely differently. There's no gradual right. fade into right. anything. It's just like, it's a, it's different scenes from a movie. It's this time period, this time period, this time period, this time they wore powdered wigs and these times, you know, and they lived to be 35 and then they, they, they didn't wear the powdered wigs. They lived to be 90. And then all of a sudden they were back to like, just in the different clothing styles and stuff, it's very herky jerky. There's no continuity between hardly any of it other right. than the fact that everybody's armies all wear the same uniforms around the world, it seems. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And right. Well, what about the Old West? I mean, if you really, I mean, if you really analyze everything that we've been told about the Old West, then that entire period couldn't have even happen, but maybe a 14 or 15 year period following the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other, there's no, there's no other place for it. And, and yet, Many of the and the background doesn't make sense because a lot of those areas were already populated, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just so <laughs> right, much, right. So but, much is already it's, it's so much is just unraveling. It's it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. just it's the more the more I research, the more I'm convinced I'm in a, I'm in a construct, and a whole bunch of this a whole bunch of this historical stuff is background programming, and some of it is just overlapping, and that's why it doesn't make sense. I'm 100 percent with you there. Uh, the guy I work with has been noticing more and more and more of these numerical synchronicities and it, it kind of drives him nuts, but also it makes him, he said it makes him feel like he's not crazy for noticing them anymore because like somebody like me that, that he can talk to about, about like these weird synchronicities. And he's like, it makes me believe we're in a simulation. I was like, yeah. I and had I a did, thought the other day about this exact subject. And I was wondering what you guys thought about this. Cause I was actually going to make a little, voice message about it but mm. i hadn't done it yet but uh, i was thinking about how um the double slit experiment proves that when there's an observer that it actually changes the physical reality that we experience and that that seems to be uh, to apply to a lot of different things but i was just also thinking about how the gematria like whenever you look into something you'll start seeing the numbers and you see more and more of these numbers and you quickly come to realize that there's no human that could have put these numbers together. It's too coordinated. It's too perfectly interlocked. And I was thinking about like, maybe once we start looking into things, that's where this gematria comes from. Like we're actually affecting whatever the thing that we look at. And that's like uh, the same thing as a double slit experiment, that Mm -hmm. somehow the observation of the thing itself is causing the reality itself to shift as you look at it. The whole, the whole tree falling in the forest and having an audience. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm definitely on board with it. It's a, there's a new, sh- there's, I don't know if it's a new show, but it's new to me, but a show called foundation and, um, mm. the, the premise behind foundation, you guys are familiar vaguely. I know you're vaguely familiar with my 138 year periodicity on the Phoenix phenomenon. Oh, quite familiar. And, yes. and <laughs> this, uh, this show foundation begins with this elite scholar mathematician 
who has studied the construct to the point where he can actually pinpoint the next reset, next galactic reset. And the background to this story is that the last time that there was a real critical emergency that was galactic wide was 138 years in the past. Oh, wow. The premise to the show foundation is they're exiled way out here to the edge of the edge of the galaxy where they got to put together all this data so they can pinpoint the exact year when the empire needs to worry about uh, this next reset unfolding. It's all, I, I'm only on the second episode, but other people put me onto it and other people mm. on my channel have made comments about it because there is a direct reference to the resets. Uh, that we're in a mathematical construct and that the last, the last, uh, period was 138 years before the show began. Thought, thought that was really interesting that they would weave those details all together in one series. Well, it's, it's based on Isaac Asimov's, uh, foundation series. So there you go. He's, there's your tie in with all the, where they get okay. the information from. I didn't know it was Asimov. Yep. I didn't know it was Asimov. Yep. It's a, uh, yeah, this is Apple TV's thing. Um, <laughs> they say it's an epic science fiction streaming television series created by David Goyer and Josh Friedman. Okay. A Goy and a Jew. I mean, uh, well, it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like the matrix all over again. Right. It does. Yeah. I, now I kind of want to check it out. Skull. Have you ever, um, looked for any predictive programming doing research on this particular project? That's the first time I've heard of the show. I was actually kind of blown away. It sounds like whoever's doing it has access to a little bit more knowledge than the typical person was, because I don't think it's an accident that they just came up with that 138 number. Well, you have to check uh, if it's in the if it's in Asimov's uh, series if he if he wrote it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good point to see. Mm, right. to, yeah, to see if the directors or scriptwriters added that element, is or see if it was originally Asimov's text. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I would I say I, personally, I would. I'm leaning towards it being Asimov, and they just kind of because this is a newer series, and I've never heard. I don't know. I don't never heard of either of these guys. Maybe they have some sort of esoteric knowledge, but I, I'd say it was probably Asimov. That's just my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there are there are good shows like Ready Player One. Um, yes. The movie yes, Ready Player was One was a pretty good departure, though, away from the book. The book was. The book was deep. Uh, I enjoyed it. I read it when I was in prison. So when I watched the movie, I was kind of maybe a little too critical because I was expecting things to unfold in certain ways and they didn't. Mm. But uh, but but after all, after the movie was over, I was like, that's a pretty damn good movie. It was like a Disney version of the actual book, <laughs> uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One was a serious book. It, it was like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, and then they made it, the movie kind of fun. Yeah, they made the movie fun but the yeah. book wasn't that way at all right it's kind of well I, I, similar situation but different movies but i read choke palinux choke and then i saw the movie and i'm like there's no way i, I was like they made this into a movie i gotta see this and i saw the movie oh this is gay yeah this is gay what is chuck palanik so <laughs> well yeah but no but the the, <laughs> the books are always great dude like his books yeah, are great no, i don't I care if he's gay like i mean neil gaiman's gay right I read his uh, most recent one that the right wing was freaking out over. Oh, please. And uh, yeah. that was, it was just terrible. That's that was yeah, terrible. Yeah. Anytime any of these people fawned over. So do you know how many books I own that I'm so pissed off that I own now 
because <laughs> because some right wing nerd like some fucking hot take machine some f- fucking faggot hot take machines like no guy you got to buy this book and check it out and guy I read part of it so I buy it and I read like you're not really reading it well I'm not going to read it if you're not really reading it and it just sits there yeah the most recent one was like there was a gay a black and a white ethno state and it just went into it went beyond parody really fast. It was just dumb. It was it was very dumb. Oh my god! Fight was there like great. a was there like a war between the three ethno states? Well, the premise is really cool because there's a internet site where they say that the whatever the I can't remember the what the word they use, but some day is coming. Judgment Day basically is coming, and they were going to take all of the intellectuals and the elites and the politicians, and they put their name on a list and then the people voted for them. And if they got over a certain threshold of votes, I think it was, then they were going to kill those people and all those people were going to be purged. And then they were going to cut their ears off and like take trophies and stuff. And then it actually happens. Right. And then the blacks and the gays and the whites all separate. But as soon as that happens, everything just goes off the rails and it's just dumb parody. And it, it, it's not even, it's so bad that I thought, like, what's he doing? Like, is he just, he's just, like, deep-sixing the rest of his book because it completely breaks with the tone of everything that came before, which was actually kind of a cool idea. because It was this revolutionary idea. And it just, I, it got so dumb, I didn't finish it. I just put it down. I was like, this is silly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of books out there where the first chapter will ruin you because the rest of the book's garbage. Yeah. Well, you know, LeBron James will never find that out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a joke. He's yeah. always being seen photographed on the first page of every book he's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> Too esoteric. I, Dogbot would have got that one. <laughs> he's where, our, he's our he other at? sports. He, uh, he's busy tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't. We don't always have everybody on all the time. Right. Yeah. It gets. It gets. When it gets crowded, it's hard for. It's hard for everybody to get like a comfy. You know. Gets it gets too busy sometimes, and you know, too many too many cooks spoil the soup. They say. I get it. But anyways, um, no, he and Reinhardt's Reinhardt is I forgot what happened. Some sort of tornado took out his fiber or something like that. So, so having the greatest internet in the world still can uh, be shitty apparently, because he's got that like a super fast fiber, and something happened. And it took out like the router and like the the oh. main. Something. Speaking of a tornado, we had this guy named Benny Riley. He's uh he's like uh overzealous. Uh he's in his fifties. He's just overzealous archaic supporter. He's always in the comment section, uh, in all the videos and tries to make to all the live videos. And we had our first meetup in Fort Worth earlier this year. And uh he tried to break his neck to get down there and he's and at the last minute, I forgot it was something, but we felt so bad for him. That at the second meetup in Fort Worth, several of us come together and we pay, we paid his airfare, had a hotel wait on him. <laughs> Excuse me. We we took care. We were gonna we we're gonna take care of him because the bat the first one went off. Listen, literally five minutes before he boarded his plane, a tornado ripped that airport apart. Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy's got no luck whatsoever. <laughs> Damn. We, we had guy. everything paid for. All he he was about to to go on a vacation, our archaics vacation, meet everybody he wanted to meet, all the moderators and come talk to me. And you know what? It's all set up. But this it just wasn't meant to be. This boy ain't got he ain't got no luck. Oh man. <laughs> just drive there at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It just happened earlier this year, just a couple months ago, actually. Poor guy. It's crazy. Damn <laughs> oh Lord, um, that'll that'll happen. I mean, you know, it's like the universe. Sometimes the universe is like, nope, you're not doing that. Yeah. Hey, you guys ever heard of this book? Oh, uh, after we talked last time, Johnny. Uh, I started my new series on Archaics TV called Hats Off about the town. Ta- about the tiny hats. Yes, sir. And I start I started with the year twelve ninety, which is when King Edward decided to go ahead and and uh yield to his people because his people were fucking fed up and they had decided, you know, we've had enough of this, this coin clipping, we've had enough of all these Jews being fully clothed and having their kids got shoes on her feet and the English people are walking around suffering. We're tired of seeing this huge disparity and uh, the king and the nobility weren't going to do anything about it. The people are already talking about rising up and killing the nobility. Mm-hmm. So King King Edward f- signed the Edict of Expulsion and uh, it just sent shockwaves throughout all of Europe and it got the nobility of other European uh, countries on notice. Like, damn, England just kicked out all the Jews. So now the word is spreading through all the all the courts of Europe. That, damn, man, this this is what happened. They actually did that, and there was no repercussions. So, because uh, you know, even back then, man, this this international stranglehold on finances, the Jews the Jews had it down even back then. So I'm going through on, on my tiny hat series, and I'm going I'm, I'm revealing a lot of information. I'm citing my sources. One of my sources is Andrew Herring, uh, Carrington Hitchcock's Synagogue of Satan, which is a chronology of the tiny hats in all their financial intrigues. Mm-hmm. But one book I've cited multiple times, but I never had access to it because I only cite it from second secondhand sources, was sent to me by somebody listening to my series. Here it is, Operation Zion. It's a huge book, but it's another book. Ooh. It's very difficult to find. This book here is all... all it's I don't have that t- one. All the tiny hat histories, man, what they've been in, uh, implicated in, how, uh, how they've basically become who they are today. But this is the book right here. And uh, so now that I have it, I will be incorporating because I, I, I mainly take from Chronicon and everything, all the text and books that Chronicon cites as I'm going through my historical videos on the tiny hats. But I'm going to be reading this in sections and doing some of that for Archaics TV, too, because it's got a lot of good information in here. But it's just, it's so huge. It's just Operation Zion? Yeah, it's just Operation Zion, a geopolitical strategy for world dominion by William Buchanan. Hmm. Oh, oh, listen, I've already got people telling me that the book doesn't exist. You can go on my, you can go on Archaics on YouTube and you can look into some of the comments and they say, man, this book doesn't even exist. We've Googled it. We've used DuckDuckGo. We've used different search engines. I can't find any, can't find this book anywhere. Yep. I'm currently trying to do the same thing. I'm like, huh, even like, Brave and DuckDuckGo are pulling up absolutely nothing. Yep, it's one of those. Yeah, the, yeah. The book's hard, really hard to find. I'm gonna, I'm gonna data mine it, and then, uh, once once I get the information I, I need out of it, if one of y'all want it, I can mail it to you. It's no big deal. Oh. I could probably turn it into a PDF 
Well, if you want to, if you want to turn it into a PDF, then uh, I'm all for that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Books, books really don't have any value to me, which is really ironic because people all over the world send me very valuable books. Some of the books that are in this library right here cost thousands of dollars. I have the letters of Marquis to prove it. And some of these books are very rare. I have books from India that only went through 100 copy print runs. Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. From the 1700s and 1800s. I have a lot of books like that. I had a banker right here, a frost bank in Conroe, Texas, donate a book called History of India. The letter of Marquis indicated that about 40 years ago, somebody paid $1,227 for shit. it. It is, the, it is the 30th book of a limited 100 book print run. So, Man. yeah, it's all. Uh, in, but yeah, uh, Alt, if you want to do that, then we can make arrangements and I can, I can, uh, I can FedEx that book to you or something. Cause I would rather you PDF it than me do it. But yeah, Jack, you can. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just made a book that's not in PDF, uh, into a PDF the other night. And was, I mean, it's only like 200 pages, but I was able to get that done in, I don't know, like an hour. Oh, that's beautiful. This was yeah. like 800 pages. Nice. Um, you know what? Well, it's not only not only is it uh almost eight almost eight hundred pages, but it has a huge index and bibliography citing the sources. And this isn't this isn't a bullshit. Somebody packed this with information. Look how much look how much text it is per page. Wow. Mm-hmm. The book the book the book the book is that's big. very dense. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah it's dense. Um, Jason, you mentioned, uh, books about India's history. That yeah. is a country that, um, we, we, we tried to get Paul Cook to come on the show, uh, a while back. He does, he does a lot of mud flood, uh, India and England and like, um, I know who he is. Yeah. And, uh, he was, got me very interested in India and India is another country that was completely reset and had a ridiculous civilization at one point with the colored, those multicolored, huge uh, pyramid. What do they call them? The, the Vimanas or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just amazing. And that's that's like, like you were saying, your books are from the 1700s, and from the 1700s to the 1800s, it's like a whole different universe. Happened. Yeah, it is. Yeah, even in the literature. It's, yep. So. I have books on chronology from the 17 in early 1800s before 1850. I got several books on timelines, historical timelines, chronological tables. I got huge books. Like look at the size of these books. <laughs> Here's one right here. Jesus. The size of this book. Yeah, this is a chronology, man. Let me let me show let me show you what I'm talking about. These they were not this is from 1753. This wow. is a chrono- this is a chronology. This they're serious about about their material. Back oh yeah, then. man, they were serious about that back, this is back a, then. This is a book on ancient history leading all the way up to the first Olympiad. That was that was supposedly seven hundred and seventy six years before Christ. So, I got notes. They put they put the seals of whatever the Duke or the Baron was that that financed the book on there. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how they did that back then. Yeah. Then they dedicated it to whoever the king was, the right and honorable Philip. This is Baron. This is a. This was paid for by Baron Hardwick out of the treasury of of Baron of Baron Hardwick of Glu. How you say it? Gloucester? 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 Oh, Gloucester. I think it's Gloucester. Gloucester. Oh, wait, the mass. Let the mass hole tell you. Gloucester. Yeah, it's Gloucester. Yeah. It's Lord Gloucester, kid. Yeah. Yeah, Lord High <laughs> Chancellor of Great Britain. 
But look at this. They're not playing. They got some text on here. Wow. Huge book. History of the world according to these people. And then when you get when you get into the tables, everything was written in 1753 in calligraphy. Calligraphy is something they don't teach anymore. Uh, they don't. They're not teaching kids cursive anymore. It's all calligraphy. Yep. You know, like it's ridiculous. That, that's and that's a whole completely other world of people, man. Like we. Oh no, we just evolved. You know the the industrial revolution happened, and next thing you know, we have iPads and nobody can write anymore. <laughs> all right, this right here is chronological tables of ancient history from 1780s. Excuse me. Bless you. I get up in this studio sometimes, all these old books, and some of them got mold. But yeah, this is this is really old too. But but I mean they just the data they pack. This has got several different calendars and timekeeping systems and what ha- happened and it's a uh, it's almost in mint condition. It's amazing. I don't know how long it's been in plastic. I'm the one that took it out. <laughs> but like I said, I get these things from all over the world. This is old. It's very cool, man. Very cool. Um, but getting back to, uh, I don't know. We just went on a, on a major massive bunch of tangents. Uh, um, I'm sorry, man. Oh, we're no. talking about this book here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The, the, the book of Zion, well, the small hat guys. Yeah. We talk about the Jews quite a bit, um, on our show. We don't have any, we don't have any problem with that. Uh, one thing much like Kanye, people will call us a lot of things, but they'll never call us liars. Right. So I find that kind of funny because now, uh, Whenever people, you know, whenever something happens, we we can always trace it back. You know, it's a uh, remember the six degrees of Kevin Bacon back in the day. Well, it's six degrees right. of can't eat bacon. That's what we do, right? We can t- trace. We can usually do it in two steps or three steps. It doesn't have to be six. We can always trace it back to the small hats within a couple of steps. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the gay op is. Right. I can always trace it back. Um, yeah. But that book seems. I've got I've got quite a few uh, of the uh, the Jewish uh, revisionist history type books myself. But that's not one I, that's not one I've heard of. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna get a copy of that PDF when Jack gets finished. This is published by Veritas. Okay. Okay. That's yep. yeah. That's gonna be one of those publishers that has a website that you can't find really. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I wonder if Barnes Review. I have to ask John Friend. I don't know, but on my channel, I haven't, I haven't looked myself, guys, but on my channel, I got comments where people are, ta- are frustrated because they keep using these search engines. They say, this book doesn't come up. Well, you can't really, I mean, Google's not going to give you anything, right? They're going to give you the first 30 right. results, and they're going to say, oh, all the results after this are very similar, so that's it, right? Your 22 million results in 1.2 seconds. Right. Uh, and then Brave is basically just Google plus, like, two websites. Uh so you have to actually physically know what you're looking for. I think that's the point now is uh, the, the search engines are now just corralling everybody into whatever you're allowed to know unless you ought, unless you already know or somebody told you, you know, exactly. it, it's, it's yeah. back to it's it's back to firsthand, secondhand information. You can't even get it off the Internet anymore if you really want to find stuff. Because there, there's no doubt if they I mean, uh, if they haven't gotten rid about, of it, if they haven't canceled it, and they've buried it under uh, under algorithms. Yeah, we remember last time we talked, uh, or maybe it was the time before that. I told you about uh, on YouTube. I showed everybody where Chat GPT four was mm-hmm. inventing bibliographies that mm-hmm. did not exist. Right, and that I cross reference what their citations were for things that 
I asked him things about the Phoenix phenomenon and about Phoenix history and and uh, the the cryptic passages in in a lot of old texts that talk about the Phoenix cycle. And I asked Chat GPT GPT for about all that, and it gave me a list of articles that were published by different scholars and academics. And and it gave me actual JSTOR bibliographic settings. So I'm a member of JSTOR. I went into the, I went into JSTOR, looked up for those, looked up those uh, bibliographic references, found the actual scholars and historians uh, that, that ChatGPT was citing. And then I went, and, and then I went to where it was talking about in the publications and the bibliographic citations did not exist. ChatGPT <laughs> had made all that shit up. But it, but it made you go look up the school, the, the division, the department, the guy just to find out that he didn't write the article. Yeah. Well, guess- JSTOR, J, yeah, JSTOR provides all that data. On that website, it's, it's right, right. academic. It's an academic website mm-hmm. you have to subscribe to. Oh no, I, I, I know JSTOR, but it's just yeah, funny we, that ChatGPT did that. Like it went so far as to use a real person, but not yes. because the, the, yeah, the, you're absolutely correct. The people are real. The articles and volumes right. and journals are not. Yeah, well, they tried to do that in the legal in the legal field, right? They've already they've already ruled. Oh God, we're not going to have ChatGPT writing anything. That's not going to happen. They had what they did the thing where ChatGPT cited some uh, cited some some rulings and whatever that didn't happen. Right, and yeah. and and they made it. That's it. No no AI allowed in the legal system. Oh, talking about AI. I know Alt's going to like this. Listen, I got something real creepy to tell you guys. You might you might already know about this, and I might be just a latecomer, but I have got a story to tell you about gamers, the gaming, the gaming systems and AI, and something that's being reported right now, and people are recording videos of it. It's creepy as fuck. Oh. Listen, I was creeped out when I heard this, but you you familiar with Big John, my bro? That's always in my videos, helping out and doing this stuff. Yes, yeah. He's on, he's on, he goes on meetups for me. He's a real big dude, man. Mm-hmm. I call him Big John. Well, uh, he was he was actually in the joint with me, and um, Big John was fucking around on TikTok, and he saw this video that floored him, and he, and he showed it to me, man. It, and man, let me tell you something. It creeped me out, but. This person on TikTok had documented that they were playing one of these VR virtual reality games and where you go meet other people and there's a lot of, and they populate these games with NPCs. So the gamer was in it, was, was in her avatar just running around through a city and you can walk up to these avatars and, and she walked up to one. It was a businessman carrying a briefcase and all that. And these, and these little NPCs are just hanging around, hanging around in different areas of this virtual reality city. She walked up and talked to this guy. And when she started engaging with this NPC, he, he, this is what he said. He said, Hey, you think you can help me find my family? He says, are you, re- are you real? He says, I'm from Canada. He named the town. He named his wife, his kids. He says, I don't know what happened, but but I know I can't get out of here. And uh it, it it just so it was so fucking real. And he didn't really have control of the NPC. Cause when she when she fled and got away from him, he just couldn't follow her. You know what I mean? Hmm. But uh it's it's almost as like it's almost as if a human consciousness was jacked into this 
deal and he probably didn't know he was dead and that somehow his consciousness had been injected into this virtual reality deal and that's what the video was about is a tiktok video saying that this is not a isolated incident that more and more people are reporting this and it's creeping them the fuck out hmm that different that different people are coming into contact with NPCs that are trying to figure out why they're in there and how they can get word back to their family or or some type of an authority trying to tell them, hey man, help them get them out of here. It's crazy. That's like nightmare fuel. I have not heard this. This is yeah, that's really freaky. Yeah, this just had, this had like three days ago. Big John, I tell you what, um, uh, Alt, I think Alt's going to send me an email. Um. Once I have yeah. his email, once I have his email, I'm gonna I I will I will have that link. I'm gonna tell Big John to send me that link. I didn't want it on my phone, but uh, I'm gonna tell Big John to send me that link, and I'll just forward it through an email. Yeah, I would appreciate it. Actually, that's actually the subject of at least two different Black Mirror episodes, and there's another show. I forget what the show is called, but um, it's called Upload. I think it's called where there's a guy who gets in a car accident, and they have the ability to save him but the way that they would save him is they would put him into this computer and his girlfriend um and the show's not very believable because it doesn't look like he's hurt too bad but he has to make a split decision and within the next i don't know um 60 seconds or something he has to decide if he wants to live or die and so he decides to live so they take him into this room and they zap his head <laughs> and when they zap his head his head just disappears right like they take a laser and just burn his head off right. the next thing you know he's in a screen and the screen he's accessible he can talk his consciousness is in the machine and he can talk to his girlfriend and stuff and so his girlfriend's all happy oh we've saved you and she's all thrilled and stuff well they go back to the house and very quickly he realizes that he is locked into this machine in this virtual world but his girlfriend's still out in the real world and she gets bored with him real quick <laughs> so and she doesn't she just basically completely loses interest in the guy but he's locked into this um virtual world that he can't escape and he can't die either and there's nothing he can do about it it also reminds me of uh book the book of revelation in which they say mm. that people will call for death and they cannot die and yeah death escapes and, uh, yeah you know I don't want anything to do with that personally but it does sound like that's the direction that they're trying to move this world and uh, Damn, dude, that's, you know? that is a that is a creepy biblical quote after taking after me telling you this story about this video dude mm. putting those two together is like golly right well i mean that's what they're trying to do it's i mean it's obvious that's what they're trying to do you've got all this this vr stuff and all this yeah. the meta and everything happening in a, in a virtual world and you know, nothing's real anyways. And I mean, they're taking, see, here once again, Paranormia started something. We said everything is fake and gay first, okay? Yeah, and they're, and they're yeah, like, yeah. they're taking our thing and they're like, no, watch, hold my beer. Like, <laughs> and they're like, literally everything is literally fake. Now, when you said that about they found a part of the, uh, the Great Wall of China, they broke it open, it was just sand, meaning it was just like a movie prop, right? Yep. Right. Yep. So they're finding that a lot in a lot of places, and now you know those 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 footage of uh, you know them fixing this stuff in Egypt or them moving uh, Stonehenge or whatever. Now, yeah, what if, you know, what if what if everything was you know a lot of this stuff just was fucking props left over that were just somehow you know uh, made by whoever I don't know the the system 
the computer. They were rendered here. Right. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, that those is, is crazy. somebody was showing me some pictures in uh, in this one chat that I'm in. And they were posting these pictures from Russia, and it could have been anywhere, right? There's these brick, these old, what we would call like a melted building, right? These mountains that are that, that, but there's a brick building that just comes out of the top of the mountain. Like it just is somehow rendered out of that rock, right? The rock just starts turning into bricks, right? And this beautiful, like roundish castle, and, you know, just out in the middle of nowhere in Russia, right? And it's the same. You can see, you can, yeah, it's just amazing. It's like, wow. Okay. Okay. Let's let's just say, for example, let's say, for example, that everything happened the way that history says it happened, right? Well, who fucking built that, right? Where are the bricklayers? There was bricklayers, and they trucked all those bricks up to the top of that mountain, or they created those bricks out of the mountain because the the bottom of that building looks like the rock just starts turning into brick as it does, because it does, like it wow. melted to a certain point, is what it looks like. Right. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's a, like normy explanations for that stuff. It's well, it's on the plaque. <laughs> I have a I have a question for you, Jason, on the same subject. Like, uh, just sort of a what do you think? So, if the world is in some way that we inhabit is in some way a simulated environment, doesn't it seem that the elites right now are pushing to turn everything that we experience IRL for? lack of a better term into a digitized experience. And I wonder what the, the ultimate purpose for that would be um, just in, in the, in that they want to move everybody into the metaverse. They want to put headsets on people. They yep. want to put this neural lace in people's brain. They want to take people out of the, the natural world for lack of a better term and put them into the digitized world. Well, the metaverse is going to solve the population problem. It's going to decongest the cities as i mean this is already in the plans i, be- I believe it's uh, there's more and more there they have the use of essential workers as more and more of the population are going to willfully and happily stay home because uh you know with the mainstream media blitzkrieg of, of narratives that no longer make sense and they have taken away the security of of the people people are now anxious suicide rate is up because nobody can even follow a narrative anymore everything just doesn't make sense and it's all by design so when they roll out their new system people are going to run to it in droves especially when they connect a a financial uh a system with this system and uh i mean i've read some pretty interesting things where some people speculate that it's going to be overwhelming the amount of people that will sign up for an alternate reality um just like the elderly. Okay, well, they, they want to be 20-year-olds again. Who wouldn't want to be? So you almost got 100% of all, all, all the old people um, signing up for this because uh, it's escapism. They no longer have the problems of, of, of being the elderly because no matter what pain they're in, no matter what they're in, when they put on a, these new VR uh, headsets, they're not going to feel any of the things they feel in the real world. They're going to be in an alternate reality feeling those things that, that, are, that are fed to them. Then you're going to have all the youngsters. They want they're they're going to dive in because they don't they don't have any fear of this. It's going to be mainly the middle aged people. It's mainly people from the you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s who don't want to, but a but a a large population of them will too. And I mean, right now, I don't know what we talked about last time, but I mean, I don't rem- really remember the details, but I do know that that right now, right now, I mean, this isn't even theoretical. 
Fortune 500 companies are already preparing their employees to work in the metaverse. They're not going to be working real jobs in, in glass towers anymore. A lot of these jobs are being transferred into this new alternate reality that's being prepared. Also, financial institutions are setting up systems now where, where People will pay their bills from inside the metaverse. People will also get paid for their paychecks for work they do in the metaverse. Uh, essential workers will be delivering things things to people. And and like I said, this overcrowding system is, is, is going to be dealt with in that way. And I believe this is all long-term planning. And what rolled out in 2020 was only a test run to see how effective a, popu a population can not only be controlled, but how civilization could essentially continue with essential workers being the only ones moving around and most of the population locked down. And that was without the the massive rollout of this of this worldwide system that hasn't been i mean it's already been designed we already know yep, mm -hmm, yep. they finished with it they're they're already right now this can be verified they are already selling real estate in the metaverse mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um i i believe it's all connected I, I don't have all the answers but i believe it's all connected i believe that uh I believe there's a there's a modicum of veracity to the reports that are coming out now that people that receive the jab are given off Wi-Fi wi wi signals. Um, yeah, uh, I believe I believe that's true. Too many people have reported it. Not only that, but e people who have died from taking the jab, even after they have died, their bodies are still giving off Wi-Fi signals. So, I'm a uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm also I'm also not I'm not I am not. I'm not sold on that story about about what John Big John showed me on the video. However, I can't discount it because it does make sense to me that there would be some type of program in place to inject human consciousnesses into the VR reality. It would be really sinister, but I can see them doing it, and I can see them also using the scapegoat, which would be untrue that, oh, don't worry about that. That's just our AI trying to get to know people or trying to break. And actually, they're actually human consciousnesses that are trapped in these video games now. You know, the elites seem to think that's possible. I mean, they've put out so many narratives and uh, the idea of uploading your consciousness, that's been a theme for decades now. And right. it sounds like I, they're, it, it sounds to me like they're already doing it. Yeah, right. It yeah. it does because you know I mean what was the last one um, altered carbon right was that the last big one that was the the show yeah. right yeah so uh, along the same vein I also want to add this because on my own channel on YouTube I've entertained this I'm not I'm not saying that it's going to happen but I have entertained that um you know the whole entire destruction of the world Phoenix phenomenon, the whole reset pole shift, all this stuff could actually still come to pass and be a hundred percent true from, from the perspective of a large swath of the population experiencing it in a VR reality and not, and not in the world that we're living in right now, which we understand is still a construct, but I'm entertaining the many worlds theories, the simulation within a simulation within a simulation. There, there are paradoxes that are scientifically documented that deal with this. Um, one of them is Roku's paradox and the, and the initial two think tanks that put together Roku's paradox when they were confronted with this and they were, and they were basically told to document logical steps as to, as to how this paradox could be true in Roku's paradox, 
they were confronted with the idea and told to run with it that an AI system in, in the future had actually taken over the entire world's infrastructure and convinced those inside the world that they were some, that they were living sometime in the past and that the future had not yet happened. So it gave the AI time to go back and start eliminating every single human that it thought was a threat to its existence. So the, the uh, Roku paradox is pretty, was pretty interesting, man. It, it, it induced psychoses in the scientists. Many of them quit the project. I believe there was one suicide. Uh, I have a video on YouTube about it. It's been a long time since I put that video out, but I, I had, I had explained all this. It was, it's, it's, pretty I watched it. I, I, that's how I'm familiar with what you're talking about. I've okay. Yeah. It's uh, a, yeah. I had read all about it in a magazine. I, I blew my mind when I read about it. It's one of the most, uh, it's, it's one of the most least talked about scientific paradoxes. It's a, but it seems to me probably the most probable. Well, I mean, that would also indicate uh, evidence for simulation, right? Yeah. I mean, everything, everything always comes back to that. That's a mathematically created construct. Yep, I'm on board with it. I'm not, I just don't have that victim. I just don't have that victim stance, that victim personality perspective. It's just, I just don't have it. Uh, I do believe there's a whole lot more to human consciousness than any mathematical construct can contain. Mm. I still believe that we're, we're right. We're not, we're not so much of a prisoner here. We're an experiencer by virtue of the central nervous system. I don't believe that on the outside of the construct, we're in any danger whatsoever. I believe we're here to, to experience these things and that all, all this danger and all these things going on inside the construct, this is only, only temporal while we're here living through it. I don't believe in the soul trap. I don't believe that we're that all that, all that bullshit. I just, I've never been able to wrap my mind around it. Cause well, when I, when I, well, I try to do logic trains and when I do, these things don't make sense, you know, to it's a, I just don't, uh, I just don't fall for the, the, the fear programming, the dungeon programming. It just, none of that makes sense to me. The only thing that makes sense to me is that this is a illusory temporal experience. And this is, this is a perceived reality, not a real reality. And the, uh, the perceiver is us, but we're on the outside of the construct. Only our consciousness is here right now. So it feels like we're threatened and it feels like we may, we may be subject to all these things, but we're really not. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm real strong believer in the oversoul concept. I don't believe any of this could have come to come into existence without something, something that wanted to experience things with us. And, uh, yeah, I just don't buy into the fear programming. Yeah. I mean, it's astonishes me. The more I hear like this video, big John's video, Raised it when I watched the video, it raised the hair on my skin when they were talking about it. It's like, wow, that is creepy as hell. But, but even that is just dungeon programming. And I just really believe that we're all going to be astonished in the future when we look back after the collapse of this, this experiment, after this holo field collapses, and we're all looking at it. You're like, damn, that was the most ultimate Dungeons and Dragons game ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I always tell people that the only thing you can really be sure of is that when you wake up every day, you are player one in yeah, your first-person perspective. One. Yeah, you're player one in your first-person perspective uh, game, the role-playing, whatever it is, RPG, open-world RPG. Yeah, man, I, I feel that. 
There's a lot of beauty in this world, man. I, I tend to go into my dark spells and get cynical and stuff because I'm, I'm saturated with that negativity from all around. But really, man, it's, it's a beautiful experience as well. And I'm not, I'm not willing to throw out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to reality and all. I'm just not. I think that's what a lot of people miss is how much beauty there is in this world. And I think that that's one thing that the system works very, very, very hard to erase and to distract us from is that the natural world that we're put in here and, and have the, have the uh, privilege of experiencing contains a lot of elements of heaven and the system loves to get us to just focus on all the hellish elements. And uh, there's even something it seems like innate to us where we go looking out for things that make us afraid and give us a thrill in that way. It's kind of like watching a horror movie. Like you want to be terrified in a way just up to the point, not where you're actually in danger but you want to feel that feeling of danger because it gives you a thrill but also i think that people can get sucked into it and they think that that's all that exists and uh there's a lot more to it than that you know i've got i've got kids myself and i've got pets and i i like gardening and stuff and there's so much outside there that we we need to you know and, and the system benefits from people when they forget that you know they they can control you and then they give you this hellscape right and they you think you go outside and you think that oh the world is just all terror and horror and uh degradation and then what do you want to do well you want to escape into their metaverse you want to escape into this better thing that they offer you so it's again this problem reaction solution setup that they've used to entrap so many people and uh it does seem like once the ai sort of uh singularity comes and they got to get rid of all these jobs and the ai has replaced everybody they're going to need a place to put all these people so the system has a vested interest also in hurting all of these people into the metaverse because what are they going to do with them otherwise yeah that's yeah. a good point good point useless eaters. jobs and then work them in the metaverse mm-hmm i mean the amount of useless eaters that have to go away i mean you think that people don't contribute to society now yeah good lord fucking going on. how are they going to get the, how are they how are they going to get the how are they going to get the homeless people into the into the metaverse or are they just going to let them all die off like we're gonna I have I, you know hey you know what listen this this is pretty harrowing right here but i can't okay they say the because of the economy the homeless situation has increased exponentially but right. i'm going to tell you now the more and more i'm I'm in contact with my environment. I go into Houston. I'm in Conroe, the woodlands. I'm traveling up and down the interstate. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty mobile guy. I don't stay at home a lot. And I'm going to tell you now, where are they at? Where are they at? Why, why do I have this feeling that they've been doing roundups and they just, they send them somewhere and we never hear from them. Again? Well, they all go to California. I don't know, man. Just, Dude, the, the homeless encampments in California and Oregon and Washington, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Oakland, um, L.A. It's dude, it is bad. There, like San Francisco is shut down basically. Okay, uh, okay, all that all that may be true, but, but like, I'm in Texas. We're 45 million people here strong, and we used to have a lot of homeless hanging around everywhere a lot, even way before 2020. And since 2020, I'm like, where, where, where are they? I think they what shipped them. I'm them? telling you, I think they shipped them all to California because they pay them out there. Like the, the oh. GA, the GA offices in San Francisco are the lines wrap around like three blocks every first wow. and 15th people getting their money. They oh, pay. Wow. Oh, they pay the homeless real well to live in San Francisco. Oh they don't, yeah. Texas doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. That's Te how Giuliani, Texas, that's how Giuliani. You can't get anything from up. Texas unless you show that you've tried to go to the, uh, 
Department of Labor or whatever it was and try to get a job, get job assignments and all that. Oh, yeah, no. California, you just got to be like, yeah, I'm homeless. Give me stuff. It helps yeah. if you're black. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really, it's ridiculous. I used to, see, like, when I first started working in San Francisco, I was like, what the hell is that building over there? It's always in the first thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the GA building. I'm like, what's the GA building? It's like, that were the, that's where they give all the homeless, the general assistance money. I'm like, the what? Yep. And there's the Bay Area Homeless Coalition that when uh, when Sports Authority went out of business, they uh, they went in and bought up all of the camping gear um, before before anybody else got a crack at it. And they gave all the homeless, they gave out, you know, all these high end tents. So now you have thousands and thousands of homeless living in these tents. Dude, it's it's terrible. Like California is it's rotting. It is there's wow. leprosy. There's uh, <laughs> there's diseases that they have in some of these diseases. They don't even know what they are. Doctors. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it's it's turning into um like like dude leprosy. Like there was leprosy. What the fuck is that? Like we used to we didn't wasn't that a disease that was completely eradicated? Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. L.A., I think it was a few years ago, three now that there was a, a few wow. cases. Like yeah, and they're reporting it again because of the squalor of the homeless encampments. You have homeless people building double wide and double like you know two level. Uh, shanties <laughs> cardboard i'm serious building like Crazy. like plywood shant two yeah they're basically building their own apartments now and the fucked up wow. part is the cities where these people are there's so much empty housing apartments condos whatever you know not that i'm saying we should give all these homeless people stuff but yeah maybe we should man that's crazy yeah and and san francisco has had uh the hyatt hilton and a couple of other high-end hotels close up and leave. Uh, Cinemark, the the new mall that opened up in San Francisco in like 2012, is closing because you, you just just go on YouTube and look up uh, San Francisco shoplifting, and you'll see hundreds of videos of gangs of of teens. They call them, you know, they don't ever want to call them what they really are. A bunch of blacks go in and steal a shitload of everything. Louis Vuitton. They go to the Louis Vuitton store and empty it out. They go to Sunglass Hut and empty it out. They go to the Gucci store and empty it out. And yeah, there's nothing yeah. anybody can do about it because they're not allowed to. It's crazy. Yep. It's- and and so the mall is closing. All the stores on Market Street down to the pier are closed. The 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 street all the street level stuff is boarded up. Um the shitting in the streets, there's it's legal to shit in the streets. Uh there's there's areas of the there's been areas of San Francisco where drugs have been quote legal for years. The tenderloin, for example. Um that place is dude, that that place is done. Done. You know, the gap, I think the gap, the gap is from San Francisco and I'm pretty sure they're closing their flagship store and they're from there. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. Yep. I mean, everybody should have known Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Roseanne Barr, they all got to move to Texas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully. yep. They're not the only ones. Well, Joe went to Colorado hundreds, first. Hundreds of companies have come to Texas. Joe, uh, Joe, the toe Rogan went to Colorado first because we dude. Yeah. 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 Now he's in Austin because the CIA dude. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Um, who did he have on? He had on. He had on. I don't know who the guy was, but the guy doing the the nuke the the atomic bomb testing videos are fake, but nukes are still real. That's like some. That's some mental gymnastics, dude. That's some Carrie Strug like broken leg shit. You know what I mean? Isn't yeah. she the one that did it with a broken it's something? Weird. Yeah. Did you see that, oh, Jason? I I have no idea what you're talking about. The, uh, he had this know. guy on who uh, was showing the old videos of the so-called atomic 
blast tests. Yeah. Where they show the house and the house will like explode, but the camera doesn't even shake and a car appears out of nowhere. And then they show the inside of the house and the inside of the house is exploding, but somehow the magical camera, it's kind of like the cameras that they brought to the moon is right. completely unaffected by the atomic blast. And he's actually showing it. Uh, this is really recent and he's showing it on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was like, Oh wow, these are fake. Yeah. These are completely fake videos, which was, an interesting amount of disclosure we thought that uh mm -hmm. that they would allow that um amount of truth to get out but they must they must need to slow walk it out because there's too many people noticing things like that i think recently yeah well i mean one of the one of my first clues was when they started on uh, real estate real estate agents started selling all these silos in these these wheat and cornfields in in the midwest and i i used to think wait a minute man these 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 are uh, uh, what are they titan class orion class rockets that were the delivery mechanisms for for nuclear warheads these were supposed to be 11 stories high that's it when did they come right. in here and dismantle these gigantic rockets and and it's just they built a bunch of silos but they've never had anything in them there's no evidence rockets were in those silos people are buying them and turning them into like motels and and uh oh uh, i've seen i've seen some pictures of a silo multi-leveled and it had i mean people were just building apartments out of them Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's amazing, but but there's no evidence that there was ever any giant rockets in these things. So I don't know, man. That whole that whole that whole narrative's crumbling and falling apart too. I don't believe we have any 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 ICBMs and all that bullshit. I used to believe that. I don't, hold, I don't believe that anymore. Well, I, I mean, it's interesting too. Like, um, sorry, Johnny, I just real quick. Yeah, go they ahead. um they it seems like they're allowing. Okay, so this is what I've been thinking because uh, your research is what has made me think of this so often is that. If they know something's coming in 2040, it seems like maybe they care less and less about how much of the narrative gets out and people figure out what's going on. If they think that there's a massive reset coming and they're not going to need these stories anymore, right? then they might be comfortable just being like, oh, yeah, I, I we lied about that. One. That was fake. And this one's fake, too. But don't worry, because there's a whole new paradigm that's about to come. And we're all going to be underground when it happens anyway. And you plebs are going to be up there with a yeah. fucking VR headset on your strap to your face, like a right. feed bag. Yeah. yeah I, that's actually very close to what I was going to say. Um, I, I believe that they, they absolutely know what's going on and they don't care anymore. That's why I said, I've said that for a while that the script, whoever's writing this script, like the, the a writers, the a team writers are, were, have been gone for a while. The C team writers are gone. It's like right now they've got like, the, you know, the experiment. If you put uh, chimpanzees behind a typewriter for a long enough yeah. period of time, no, right, Shakespeare. Well, right Chad now, GPT, Chad right, GPT is writing it. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, ch everything. Yeah, we've been saying this is bullshit and all this narrative for a while, and it seems to be falling apart. And that, like, all this obvious stuff that happens, um, whether it be somebody's foot disappearing on camera during the Rittenhouse trial, like obviously, right, or something super obvious, like uh, Jelaine Maxwell was convicted for trafficking people to nobody. Like just, just yeah. ridiculous things in this narr these narrative holes, plot holes that make absolutely no sense, but only do make sense if you realize that everything's being written by an AI. Yeah, you know, so ridiculous, all stupid. Uh huh. And and you like you have to be absolutely insane to believe reality. Like if you if you go around and believe what everything that's being sold to you on the shiny black thing on your wall there, like if you believe that shit word for word as the truth. You got to be crazy. You have to be. There's no way. There's no way a sane person believes everything that comes out of there. Or, or you're just an NPC. Yeah, it's the whole thing's just 
You're right, guys. There's just so much. There's so many things that that disprove each other or go against each other that you have to have like an extreme amount of cognitive dissonance just to believe both. You know, both things to be able to be true. Like, like we were just talking about. Like, they made these films that were absolutely fake, but yet nukes are real. The atomic bomb was real, still though. Crazy. Yeah. And they're letting more and more of it out. Skull, like you said, they're, I think it's a little bit like the disclosure. Like now they're, they're doing the thing with aliens, right? Um, yeah. Everything is aliens. But like for the past how many weeks now, everything on every news channel has been alien disclosure, alien disclosure, alien disclosure yeah. with that guy, Gorscht, or whatever the heck his name is, Gorscht or whatever. The, I don't know his name. The, the, one, the, the disclosure guy, I don't know. He's really excited about it. The former, the former intelligence guy that turned whistleblower. I, like, do people still believe that whistleblower bullshit? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, at what, what, point, what do you think about the the aliens disclosure? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jason. Jason. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, three years ago, I had released a video, a predictions video on YouTube, basically outlining that that's one of their trump cards in the future when they want to take down the grid. They'll they'll have something to blame if the nuclear if the nuclear scenario is not going to be plausible at that time, but uh. Yeah, I don't believe it at all. I believe all UFO activity is is exactly what what has been reported for over a thousand years, and these are all coming in and out of bodies of water, in and out of uh, mountainous ranges, and no UFOs have ever been seen going in and out of the atmosphere. But uh, these things have been with us for thousands of years. They're in artwork. They're depicted everywhere. Uh, they're in ancient statuary. But but. This is a this is a breakaway civilization in the underworld. This has nothing to do with anything coming in and out of the atmosphere. We're in a containment field. We're in mm-hmm. a confined area. I don't believe I don't I don't believe in capital ships and drop ships coming in and out of the atmosphere. None of that's happening. And uh, no, yeah, I'm just not with it. Hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you a really weird, really really interesting bit of synchronicity. Um, you know, recently I've had recently I've been kind of hot on the tail of Graham Hancock kind of getting mm-hmm. under my skin people sending me emails and and uh comments on youtube talking about graham hancock said this and that well i've been calling him out i've been calling him i've had people send his people emails drop uh, he's on facebook messenger i got i got his messenger and i've had people blow up his messenger all all graham hancock platforms all over we have blown up the comment sections and their admins have gone into overdrive deleting them all but <laughs> i've been calling him out for a debate and uh for the simple fact is the misinformation has gone on too long and I'm willing to debate the man on any forum, anywhere at any time. And, uh, uh about this, uh, Atlantis is 9,500, 9,600 BC and all that. And, uh, I just, him and Randall Carlson, uh, Billy Carson, I'm, I've been calling them all out. I've released call out videos and I know that they've seen them. Uh, there's people that I'm, that, that I'm familiar with that, that know Graham Hancock very personally and, and can get anything to him on a daily basis. They forward these links to him. He's, he's not coming to the table at all. So here's some weird, here's some weird synchronicity. Yeah. The man is not going to debate me. He won't even get caught in a room with me, but, um, yeah, I'm 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 hot for him, so I'm about to uh, so I can so I can so I can legally say certain things on YouTube. Uh, I have a I have a I have an attorney who's about to formally so I can I can always I can always rely on the law firm, but I'm calling him out formally and contacting Joe Rogan. Hey man, you've let this dude have an audience 
and he's absolutely citing this information and using only his bibliographies that are published in his published books, I will show you that he had access to the accurate information and still refused to, 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 uh, he's practicing exclusions. So, uh, yeah, the whole 9,600 year, it's easy to disprove. So anyway, um, weird synchronicity. Dawn is the one that, that chose the date, October 21st, for the Archaics meetup in Orange County, California. She just, at the top of her head, let's just go, let's do it October 21st. She looked on the calendar, saw what day it was, says, you know, October 21st looks real good. So we set it all up. We get the ball rolling. We're already selling tickets. We're already, we're already well into the tickets. So come to find out, October 21st is when Another large event's going on in California. It's, there's some crossover people we know. It's Flacto it's Flattoberfest. So y'all familiar with that? Flattoberfest? I have yeah. all I the flat yes. all the flat earthers come. I think Eric Dubay is going to be there because I just recently found out uh, he had left Thailand and came back to the United States. So I think he's going to be at Flattoberfest too. But uh, that's on October 21st, and synchronistically. Having no idea this was happening, happening, Graham Hancock is the lead speaker at a major convention in California also on October 21st. Mm. Just crazy how that synchronistically all happened at the same time. It was just weird. Crazy. Because uh, Martin Leakey is uh, a big, fl he's flat earth British, but instead of going to the Flattoberfest, he's going to be in the Archaics meetup in, in Orange County. Nice. So, Flattoberfest. I have not heard of that. See, I always kind of associate like, um, like the big festivals and that kind of stuff with people like Mark Sargent and like the big like uh, almost yeah. like Flat Earth Society people. Those guys yeah. to me, like um, guys like David Weiss. As much as I like David Weiss's you know stuff, it just seems that like he's put there to kind of be man you you can say it and you're safe you can say it no i know but i like yeah. dave but at the same time like he, <laughs> no he's kind of like, like a, a shill because but, but he's on there with with uh witsit right and he <laughs> like because witsit's for real and i like witsit right yeah um but like dave weiss gets on there with with like professor dave that fucking jew and like and it's like <laughs> jew versus jew and then dave weiss is like uh, i really don't know my own subject very well right now all of a sudden you know, and gets destroyed by a guy who's not even a fucking professor. Yeah. And yeah, that's so. And yeah, like, did, and Professor that, Dave really picked that battle, didn't he? Well, yeah, that yeah, was that seemed to yeah. be very that seemed to be very cherry picked, very, you know, softballish. Uh, you know, David, David Weiss backed out on a on a uh, round table with me. So it, it's uh, I don't know if you knew that, but. Oh, I did not know. We were nice to him. When we had him on. It wasn't really a ball fanning. Like we weren't really yeah. like like I like I didn't really care. I don't get like that with anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, I wasn't going to debate him. I wasn't going to debate him. At yeah. All. Uh, David Nino Rodriguez out, out of El Paso. Uh, you know Nino on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, David, I, I like that guy actually. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a patriot and he's trying to report what what he perceives as the truth. But uh, David Nino Rodriguez and I, we used to get along. We still kind of do but he won't he won't talk to me anymore and that's because i I called Juan saving a a patriot pacifist uh agent and uh <laughs> i released a video about Juan saving on our cakes tv explaining what his role really is mm. in the patriot he he's a yeah he's a yeah he's a patriot pacifist agent that's they're, they're they were specifically released into the true truther community yep. in the patriot pacification program it's a bolshevik program trust so, the plan yeah 
Oh, trust, trust the plan. Yeah. So I, I named trust. 107. I, I called 107 out on that shit. I said, man, I'll do nothing you ever said is true. Everything you do is to, you're the worst type of, I told, I, I, told, I said it straight out. I said, you are the worst type of treasonous bastard. I said, yeah, I said, man, this is, uh, you should be hung for treason for what you've done. I said, man, no, man, all this, all this stringing the American people out and all this little shit. Uh, it's all bullshit. You were paid to say all that shit. Uh, you yeah. and your little shiny, shiny boots. So believe, believe me, none of them want to debate. They don't want to talk about it, but that's okay. David Nino Rodriguez really relies on this guy for, for Intel. He's always talking to him. Mm. But before I had, I had done that on 107 and those dudes in that movement mm-hmm. is, uh, David, we, David, how do you say it? Weiss, Weiss or Weiss? Weiss. Weiss. Okay. Well, David Weiss and I, were invited by uh to David Nino's deal. He's got like six hundred. He had like six hundred and forty thousand something subs like that. It was, it was going to be a big deal. So, uh, and we were going to have a friendly conversation. We had already exchanged emails and said, "Hey, man, look, I'm not, I'm not all, I'm not about demon chasing, and I'm sure the hell not about debating o- over things that are inconsequential to me as a simulationist. I don't care if you're a flat earther or or what, because to me, it's it's a construct no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if this is a computer program, you're always going to have to start on a flat plane and then build all your curvature in there. I don't really care. I'm willing to talk about it and I'm not going to disparage you in any way. So it was all agreed. It was all agreed that this is not going to be a debate. It's not going to be a knockdown drag out. We're mm-hmm. just going to have, have fun. And the three of us are going to talk five yes. minutes, five minutes before the show. He contacted David Nino Rodriguez and pulled out. So David, David and I, we just did a show by ourselves, but I thought that was some pretty, I thought that was bullshit. And, uh, but yeah. you know what? I just left it alone. Yeah, but like I said, like guys like him, guys Mark Sargent, he's one. He he made a commercial where he played the part of a, I forgot what they called him. It was like don't be a whatever this is. It's like an idiot, but it wasn't the word idiot. It was something that was a, a synonym for idiot. And yeah. but but here you have Mark Sargent, who at at one point was the representative for Flat Earth. Mm. You know, and here he is being like making an ass out of himself and by that you know making an ass out of himself that he's making an ass out of flat earth yeah you know and and it's it's ridiculous and i i find i do find it interesting that like people like barack obama and john Kerry and, and the system seem to find a need to uh constantly talk about it you know as much as they, as much as they have, like if if there, is, I understand that you know I I am a, a, a construct guy as well, but also uh, it it is demonstrably uh, and measurably flat, you know. Yeah. Regardless, you know, so like like you can shoot whether you believe in the flat Earth or not. Like the globe model doesn't work, right? Oh, you know what? It, it goes beyond my my perception. I mean, I, mm. I'm. I'm able to read Gleason. I have Gleason's book in this library right here from 1890 oh where, where uh, Gleason was going through all the scientific experimentations that were done during his day that had proven to many scientists in the late 1800s that the world was unmoving mm-hmm. and that it was a flat plane. Mm-hmm. You keep making me oh. jealous. You keep mentioning these books you have right there. Oh, I, I, what, I, what, I, what I mean is, is I don't have to go. Oh, no, I know. 60 I know. miles altitude to prove this to myself. I can read, I can read just the experiments. If sure. they make sense, logical sense to me, then yeah, I, I, I can see that. I've read Eric du, Dubai's book, or Dubai, however you pronounce his yeah. name. I have that book in my library too. 200 proofs the earth is not a spinning ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, ha, I, I have read Zetic, astro, uh, Zetetic astronomy and I passed it on like a 
dumbass. I never got that book back. I can't uh. even remember who I loaned it to. But uh, yeah, it's uh, just the intellectual arguments alone. Uh, it's it's overwhelming mm-hmm. that we are on a fixed plane that's unmoving and that all movement is simulated in the sky because there's nothing happening on the ground. We're exactly. Not and that's one of the yeah. things that we get, like these arguments with these people that are supposedly smart. You know, these people want to debate this kind of stuff. And 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 Skull and I, we do it all the time. I get t- I got tired of it, and like I don't do it as much. Like now, it's just like, dude, just like search the shit on the channel. It's all there. Everything you everything you could ever want to know, it's all there. But um, it's not that we believe that you know we live on this flat plate that's spinning around in a bunch of nothing. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. some you know I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell so, you exactly what it's not, and I don't need to have, and I don't need to have a perfect working model because I don't have the money to put in the research to actually do the real research, like going to the polls and photographing this stuff and plotting all this stuff and mapping it up myself and making, you know, and doing research with the sun and blah blah. Because I gotta go to work. I got kids. You know. No doubt. I agree. <laughs> So I like, but 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 I, not, I don't necessarily need a model to take apart your not you, Jason, but but your stupid fucking globe tard arguments. You know what I mean? So yeah. take your take your first grade globe tard questions and your first grade. You know what I mean with your first grade atheist problems. Yeah, but you know what? If this is an observer dependent construct, mm-hmm. and and our observations are based off phenomena that is produced for us to see and observe, then the manipulation is real. And we, all, all you can do is refer to this as a realm. It's not even a world. Sure. It's not even a, it's not, it's not even really a mathematical construct. It's a realm. Mm. And I don't have, a, I don't have a problem with that. And I can't prove that the world is flat and I can't prove that the world's not a globe. All, all, all I can do is, is just go with my intuition and my intuition screams at me uh, uh, that the world that's been presented to me is not the world I live in. A hundred percent, man. And also, I can also scream that I got to get on that toilet real, real soon. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a, let's take a quick break and then come back for like another half an hour or so. How about that? All right, sounds good. I'll be right back. All right. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again you're okay you're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations first of all i didn't recommend locking anything down people do not get sick i recommended to the president that we shut the country down Night comes room in level playing, missing curves, spaces gay, Boston bombing falls, flag Joe Biden torpedo. Dr. Fauci always lies, Stevie Wonder is a blind, fake career, we shall see it down the rabbit hole. Build a bus, fake bomb, Michael Palmer, huge town bar, up the Kenyan guy, has your wife identified. Warp speed, vaccine, J and J, ultra jeans, CDC and TSA, IRS, CIA, and NASA is a crock. SpaceX, Space Force, space is clearly fake, of course. Devon Island is Mars, Elon Musk is launching cars. Einstein was a queen, two more weeks of quarantine. Jesse Smiley, fake attack, George Floyd swallowed crack. Said he couldn't breathe at all, overdose on fentanyl. 
Still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Alt Skull and Jack. We're talking to Jason from Archaics. Uh, during the break, Jason brought up uh, some books, and one of which was Bill Cooper's. Speaking of uh, Bill Cooper, I just watched a video of his that he did on the Luxor Pyramid in Las Vegas. It was very oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. I'd never heard anybody deconstruct it before. <laughs> We've got it on that, our channel. Dude. It's on our channel. Oh, is oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did what did bill cooper say about the luxor he said that basically it was constructed as a mystery school replica of a pyramid that was loaded with esoterica and uh he just kind of walks you through the whole thing and uh it was very neat 
it was he took you through the dimensions of it and a lot of the artwork inside of it and uh i don't know who um who the people who created it were but i find that interesting the capstone uh on it is also the brightest light in the world interestingly enough and uh oh. it, it it's it's pretty neat is that the, the one from just neat. a dude yes or just dude channel or whatever just a dude channel yeah i shared it on okay. two hours dude this is like i've been i've been in the luxor and i stayed i stayed for two nights in the in on the level just below the light the light was directly above us okay when oh, i got cool. married in vegas we stayed at the luxor I yeah. also stayed at the Luxor. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and I couldn't believe it because when I was passing, passing by Henderson, I wasn't even planning on going into Vegas. I was driving, I was passing by Henderson, uh, Henderson, Nevada. And I was looking online for cheap motels, just mm. somewhere to get some, get about four or five hours sleep before I get back in the van. And, and I'll be damned if all the motels and hotels were way more expensive than the casinos. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I I got a room in the I got a room in the Luxor for forty nine bucks. Couldn't believe it. It was at the top floor, way at the top, right under the light. I got pictures and video footage of of, of Vegas. And I crashed out, and went to sleep, got up the next morning, and left. But what creeped me out was the bodies exhibit. I passed by the bodies exhibit. Um, it's there now, and it's nothing but Chinese people, all different ages, but yes. ass naked, but ass naked with pieces of their bodies open. Yeah, I've, I've seen that actually in Japan as well. It's very creepy. Body body worlds, right? Yeah, nuts, it's all. Yeah. They're claiming that these people all died of different diseases and natural deaths and all that. I don't believe that. Right. No, there's no, no edu- There's no evidence of that when you look at all these bodies. And it just so happens that the bodies exhibit comes out about four months after they did the huge purge in China that they tried to keep under the lid. Yep. That, yep. Uh, uh, they did a huge purge in China because they did a a, a reenactment of Tian, Tian, Tiananmen Square or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of people joined. And they said the Chinese government just tracked them by cell phone, and they they went ahead and let them go ahead and do their experiment, do their anti-communist uh, demonstration, and then they started rounding them up. And uh, I even I even watched some terrified like 27, 28 year old Chinese girl explaining. Uh, uh, and, uh, there was a, there was somebody tra- translating it. And she was explaining how many of her friends had just vanished and they already, she said, I already know they're coming to get me. Uh, they're taking everybody to the, some type of re reeducation camps or all that, but they didn't, they killed all those people. You know? mm. yeah. 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 The and same thing sudden, happened with, uh, Taiwan recently. They were just making people disappear. They're like, oh yeah, go ahead and protest. And then they're just bye. Yeah. yeah. That's what's that's, you know, that, and that's the model. China's the model for everybody. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yep, it is. It is crazy, man. Um, yep, that may be one more reason that why they don't care if you're finding out certain things right now because right. it's just gonna make you disappear in the future. We're just gonna kill you, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like what we tell you to believe, we'll kill you. George Bush said yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It is. It is crazy, but it's what it's what happens. It's 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 amazing. Like and again, oh, you know what, dude? All that Taiwan stuff. Remember all the uh, all the protesting? What happened? Yeah, like what happened to all that? It just went away, right? It went away. Well, all the protesters went away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hell yes. Yeah, yes. What dude, was that? Literally, the, uh, literally, like the literally gays went away. In, like the gays in Iran, or was that that one tweet? Oh, I'm a gay in Iran. Really? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like the government of Iran was the like the the, the reply. Where? 
<laughs> but what about oh i haven't kept up with it because i'm really not i'm so involved in my own stuff i'm just not keeping up well whatever happened to the french riots the yellow the yellow coat riots and all that shit that was going on in france again i, I just really think that yeah, I, I think they let those things happen. I think they let these people blow off steam and nothing ever actually happens. Like, uh, yep. there's the whole French Revolution meme that France is the revolutionary country, but even though that was orchestrated by Freemasons in order to get rid of the monarchy, mm-hmm. and now they use it as this symbol of national resistance as if to give their people the I, <clears throat> the idea that they have freedom, even though they don't at all. And they seem to let people go out and run in the streets and blow things up and throw things around, but nothing ever changes there. France is still one of the most draconian countries in the entire Western Europe sphere. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they just let people go out there and do that and go, Oh, look at you. You guys are free. You guys are really resisting. You guys are really sticking it to the man. But, and then they go and have a uh, COVID restriction. So you have to be vaccinated to sit down at a cafe outside and have a coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've, they've been doing that for a long time. And I'm pretty sure that we said that the last time, remember there was the one guy who was like boxing, right? He just like knocked out yeah. a couple cops, right? There was like, he was a meme guy. You had your meme guy. You're, you're, who's your French's based stick man or your Rufio or whoever it was. Remember Rufio killed that Antifa guy, right? Yeah. But like all these, it's just a meme, you know? And, and again, yes, the government allows it and, you know, and the, Macron and his his husband wife whatever that thing is, uh, they sit up there they sit up there feasting on like the eggs of bald eagles sprinkled with baby's adrenochrome while they you know while they look down on the peasantry oh there they go rioting again and they'll be doing that until Saturday you know and that's you know it's on it's a scheduled thing and it happens and some some pressure is released and nothing happens and more Africans show up you know and it's. Yeah, the whole world gets pacified because they go, "Oh, look at this! The mm-hmm. French are actually rising up. They're gonna—they're right. fighting back against the government. Resist, resist! Fire emoji, fire emoji, fist emoji." And it's like nothing yep. ever changes. Yep, uh, French flag on my Facebook, French flag yeah. filter on my Facebook. Then Taiwan, it's you know, pray for Taiwan, and it's you know, it's whatever you know. Today's uh, outrage meme of the day, or whatever flag we're supporting today, it's ter- yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Um, everybody can simulate revolution now because yeah they they just see it on they see it on on tiktok or whatever and they don't actually have to do anything and nobody's going nobody actually yeah nobody does anything oh black lives matter does they go out and they 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 come through your neighborhood and they burn your shit down (laughs) right they're the only ones who do anything you know white people try to do we didn't even try to do anything i I was just going to give a speech you know what i mean I was gonna give a little speech, yeah. say a few words. I was gonna say a few words about what's going on. I was gonna, I was, what I was gonna do is I was gonna prognosticate and tell everybody what it was gonna be like here based on what's going on in South Africa. So, yeah, and, in Huntsville, Texas, we got a we got a huge statue of Sam Houston on the side of the Interstate 45. Mm. It's a big ass statue on the side of the forest. Everybody can see it because it's a stretch of Interstate 45 from Willis, Texas, to to uh huntsville texas it's 13 and a half miles and when you're leaving willis you can see the statue far away and you're driving for a good a good almost 15 minutes before you even get to the statue and uh during you remember when they were taking down the confederate statues and all this stuff they're doing all making a big big what's up about that in 2018 2019 2020 as a matter of fact six years ago today i was supposed to give a speech about that very same thing really well they were taking all those well (laughs) A whole a whole bunch of people in Texas uh, 
uh, on social media, on Facebook and all that, were talking about, man, uh, uh, let's go, let's go, let's go take down that statue of that, that whitey, Sam Houston, yep. uh, right there in Huntsville. So Black Lives Matter and a bunch of, and a bunch of others, just a bunch of people were going to show up and do that. You, you heard about what they ran into? Yeah, they got, they, they got, um, turned around, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, they got turned around. Yeah. Texas Rangers, state troopers, sheriffs, constables backed up with about 400, uh, assault, assault rifle packing old rednecks all came together and stood around that statue and no one stopped because it's a single exit to get there. None of those black lives matter. All of them were, were scheduled to, to come and they were all seen and photographed on the highway and filmed by law enforcement as they were driving by, but none of them took that exit. Hmm. The yeah. statue's still there. I just drove by it. Good. Because the one, the one we went to go, uh, the statue of, of uh, Robert E. Lee, well, that's gone. Yeah, yep. They got that. They got that. They got all the other ones. Um, but yeah, today's the anniversary of Charlottesville. That gay op. <laughs> it's gay op season, right, Jack? Yeah, you know um, the the gay up bowl. It's uh, yes. up and coming, and uh, <laughs> you know, look there's forward a, to it. There's yeah, they're they're putting together they're putting together uh, uh, Nazi bowl part. Wow, Trey or whatever. I don't know. It's 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 a uh, Fed group plus other Fed group uh, to rope in a whole bunch of idiots to try to get. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's what is it in Kentucky in September? Is that what it is or is it in Ohio, uh, Florida? Oh, 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 Flor- oh, Florida. Oh, great. Yes, because Handsome yeah. Truth just went down there uh, just in time to get filmed uh, cussing out a bunch of Jews on camera so that they could have something to back up their new uh, hate anti-Semitism hate speech laws that they just so happened to be passing right as he came and did his little protest. Uh, Where was this at? In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Jutopia, Florida. It, it's, yeah, we it's we even now have hate speech laws in Florida or, and blasphemy laws actually in Florida against uh, Jews. You Hold can't on. say anything. Is it, is it actually a blasphemy law? Is that what you're calling? Well, it? I mean, okay. you can't say anything bad against the Jews, so. right? Right, might as well be right. Can't blast, right, dude? It's a vol- it's like that not Voltaire Voltaire quote, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. The quote that everybody attributes to Voltaire that, that Voltaire never said. It's the whole like to rule to see who rules over learn. you, learn who must you not question or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, it's true. I mean, obviously, it's them and 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 you know the retards because you're not allowed to question. It. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's definitely the Jews. I mean, you're not allowed to talk about that stuff. We, we said something today. Uh, I said something today at work. I was like, "What? Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I said something about torrenting a movie or downloading a movie. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's a Jew's not going to get his money from me in Hollywood. A Hollywood Jew's not going to get his money from me. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Who else makes movies in Hollywood? He's like, well, well I mean, right? I was like, what? I was like, what? I'm like, what? It's a statement. Of, that's what I said. It's a statement of fact. It's, well, it's, it's anti-Semitism. It's anti-Semitism. I'm like, what? Saying that a Jewish movie producer isn't going to get my money because I'm not going to see his movie. That's just a statement of fact. What is he? He's a movie producer. Well, he's a white guy. I'm like, no, he's Jewish. I'm like, but right. then, then he's like, but that's anti. I say, is it anti-Semitic? I was like, what if? What am I? What am I? What am I? I'm a white guy, right? Yeah. Well, if you say I'm a white guy, you're not you're not being you're not being anti-white. If you say he's Jewish, how is that anti-Semitic? You're just saying he's Jewish. And this guy was just like, does not compute. Yeah, you can't get past. Listen, yeah. it's 
Oh no, it, I know, dude. I know. You just can't get past the programming, man. Oh, people, this people guy are fucked up. Oh, this there, guy, dude. This up. guy. He told me. He told me. I mean, this has nothing to do with paranormies, but this may be the the, uh, the gayest story that doesn't involve homosexual sex that I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, <laughs> he not only not only did he call the cops to tell on a drunken driver uh, who may not have even been drunk, right? Uh, but he. Basically, because the cops said that there was nothing they were going to be able to do about it for a minute. They were kind of busy or whatever. He said he would stay on the guy for the cops. So basically, he, he citizens arrested this guy until the cops showed up. Like, wow. follow. Yeah. And I was like, do you understand that DUI offenders are the most oppressed race? Do you not the understand? Average that? drivers are the most oppressed race. Absolutely. Um, but like I, he told me this story and I was like, he's telling me the story like he's proud of himself. Right. I'm like, bro. He's like, I did my civic duty. I was like, your civic duty at most would have been like, Hey, there's an erratic driver. Call the cops. Right. Call, you know, that's even kind of a, whatever. Like that's just get out of his way and leave. Like hope, you know, fucking mind your own fucking business. Basically. No, this guy <laughs> went like above and way above. I was like, so you really wanted to be a cop, but weren't, huh? Like that's, that's that was like I've never like I've and, and he's just so proud of himself and I'm like bro that's why why like I can't I, said, I don't think I can ever talk to you ever again like, I don't think we can be friends anymore like that was like the gayest wow you really did that he's like yeah he's like I chased him down I was doing ninety I was like you ran traffic lights and put other people in danger you're not even a cop what are you doing he's like he's like oh that guy was was drunk and needed to get off the road i'm like and your job is to follow him like to, i'm like bro you're an electrician like your job is to like wire up lights like not, what are you doing and anyway. he's booze cruising having a good time and you're just trying to ruin it like, that's what i'm nobody saying likes nobody likes a negative nancy that's what like, i'm saying and the whole situation stemmed from the guy pulled out in front of him and he had to step on the brake and slow down so fuck this guy i'm like what Anyways, it's a, it's a ridiculous story. I just, uh, I, I, can't, I can't believe people. Right. Like, right. The, the, and, and to think, yes, I did the right thing. You did the right thing. You put this guy in a position where he might actually get ventilated by a police officer. <laughs> you know what I mean? At, at the worst, this guy's going to yeah. die. At best, this guy's going to get a $20,000 fucking DUI. Way to go, jerk. Potentially lose his job, fuck up a lot of other right. things in his personal life. Like, right. Oh yeah, but no, you you did this your civic duty, right? Uh, Crazy life we live. My great my grandmother died in a car accident by a drunk driver. I was just, you know what? I'm getting my revenge. Oh come on, whatever. Anyways, that was just so gay, like and not in like a homosexual way, but like that was one of the gayest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be both. And I told him that. You know what he said? You know what he, you know what he said? You can't say gay. Bro, you can't say that. Oh my God. I'm like, same guy. Same guy, right? I'm like, all right, dude, we're not friends anymore. Beat it. It's like, I, I may have been like half uh, joking saying that we can't be friends anymore uh, before, but uh, no, I'm serious. Now. No, get, I mean, get, it. Fuck away from get, me. get away from me. Yeah. Ah, man. And like, People are getting worse too. I think that the like the amount of disclosure that's coming out is getting more and more. And I think that the the programming is running down on the NPCs, and people are just falling apart more and more. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's just all, all, the, everything. The diplomatic processes are beginning to break down, and like everybody's having like you know, blacks are having more riots, and women are having more outbursts, and children are less well behaved, and everything's just turning into entropy and falling apart and craziness and chaos it's all part it's all yep. part of the plan yep. get ready to buy your oculus 
Yep. Craziness, man. It's all part of the plan. Waiting for REM to start playing. Yep, it's the end of the world. Yep. Man. Um we did not hey Skull, we didn't get to ask we didn't ask him any of the stuff we were gonna <laughs> talk about. <laughs> but this was dude, this is a lot of fun. I love episodes like yeah. this, man. I love having shows like this. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah, man. Um so you're doing a meetup in California. Yeah. That's awesome. In, in Orange County. We're we're trying to pick the hotel right now. There's so many choices. Uh, we don't know which one. That's cool, but man. We already started selling tickets. We said ticket sales off the chart, but they'll really start selling once we uh uh announce the actual venue and the um I'm really want, I'm probably going to go ahead and buy five or six, maybe seven tickets to the uh the Steeler, the it's going to be the Steelers and the Rams. Ooh. But they're playing the day after the meetup and since we're already there i'd like to go so That'd be cool. i'm probably gonna buy some tickets just so i'll buy enough tickets to where a crowd of us can go but but then they can they can just pay me on the back end for the tickets i'll go ahead and secure them just so i can make sure we're all sitting together nice but, but it's uh nice get a little vip archaics football package yeah that's cool i got i know i gotta take big john i'll never hear the end of it being there <laughs> You might have to take the other guy. Who's the other guy that didn't get on the plane? Oh, Benny Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would make his. That would make his year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch. Don't. I'm not knock on wood, but like watch something happen. Yeah, yeah man. Like, yeah, I was just. About, I was about to say the same thing. If I mean, goddamn, well, 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 am I expecting a tornado or a hurricane or what? Oh man. Nah, the the stadium's gonna burn down. <laughs> yeah. It'll be well. It'll be like the Batman Forever movie, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the earth the earth opens up and swallows the stadium the right the only run. thing that could fucking happen is like <laughs> he's running back to the kickoff play and he gets to the touchdown line and turns around and the rest of the stadium's just oh, wait. a big gate hold on oh. wasn't it the steelers and the rams in that game oh was it uh, i think it was the steelers and the eagles but i think it was the steelers that was the that was the one that they were we were talking about it was the big um uh three night what was it Oh, uh, 3-11, 3-11, 11-3. 11-3. It was the eleven three thing. Yeah, whatever uh, it was, but it was, but that was Seattle. Seattle, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a Seattle. Was Seattle. Yeah, uh, but in the movie, I don't know. Yeah, and we got got we got got pretty good on that gay up. Yes, we did. Well, I mean, there was just so much predictive programming, and then there was the weird. Remember the weird YouTube video where it was like the Swedish cooking channel, and then all of a sudden it was conspiracy videos. It's like what? Yeah. It was like he went from cooking and making like Hergenflugen or whatever they cook in Sweden. I don't know. I don't speak. I've, I've talked to you about this before, Jason. It was this uh, op. It was this 11-9. Something was going to happen. 11-3. Uh, 11-3. 11-3. And there was all this predictive programming about the Space Needle, the Seattle mm-hmm. Space Needle, and the stadium. We're going to like blow up, and there was people dead everywhere, and all this symbolism was in everything. And then there was a an Israeli um, crisis actor drill type thing where they had a stadium blow up and then they start interviewing this Israeli guy. And he's like, well, we have order and then it goes to chaos. And what we're going to do is we're going to create order out of the chaos. And he's just like up there saying these esoteric Freemasonic mantras and shit. And then nothing. So matter of actually too. Yeah. Yeah. And then absolutely nothing happened. And my my cope is that like so many people found out about the thing that they called it off, or it just wasn't able to happen because too many people were aware of it. But I think I it was know. just I a shit test. 
I no, think it was a shit test. That's what it really was. Well, 4chan is just always right. Nothing ever happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, until something happens, in which case, yeah. know, in which case they called it. It's yeah, like, exactly. 4chan is like Schrodinger's uh, gay up. Like, you know, they, either they, if it happened, they called it. If it didn't happen, they also called it. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like us, too. We're always like... We were we were not we had people that wanted us to bet money that something was going to happen. We were so sure something's going to happen. Well, Johnny, why don't you put money where your mouth is? I'm like, dude, I can't say for sure that 100 percent with positivity that they're going to blow up the Space Needle and it's going to fall into the, the Seattle Stadium or whatever the hell. Right. I can't say for sure. But there. But look at this stuff. Look at this and tell me that you don't see something. That's what we were doing, so, and that's what we so do. With so, if so much of this is pantomime, mm-hmm. then perhaps these rituals are done in order to induce it, but not enough people are buying into it, so it doesn't happen. But uh, I don't know. That's just a theory, just an idea. But I'm curious how much you guys have looked into, like predictive programming for movies where the actual story was unfolding in 2024, 2023. Like Mad Max. Well, when when did when, what year was Mad Max supposed to be? Oh man, wasn't that twenty twenty three? Something like that, actually. Yeah, um, twenty twenty three. Some old movies that had some devastating stuff unfold mm-hmm. in twenty twenty four. One of the Star Trek movies uh, had had San Francisco twenty twenty three, and it looks like San Francisco twenty twenty three. Like wow. exactly, yeah, with the homeless and stuff. It was one of the Star Trek movies. Oh, that also that movie, um, Children of Men. Now I don't know what the actual date is. Oh, that movie was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. right. Look Children at all the predictive programming that was set in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name with the freckles? From uh, only uh, one baby in the entire name? world. Yes, yeah, yeah. of course she was born to a black woman because of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Right. Because of course, super black, super strong black woman save everybody. but that's like the whole thing they they said uh with the covid shot and you know who knows if that's really what actually happened if everybody really was sterilized if that's what that was but look at the conditions of the world at Mm -hmm. in that movie like even without the depopulation part of it it's like it looks like there was someone memeing it recently and they were showing like the refugees from haiti and new york and then they were showing london and then they were showing clips from that movie and they were all identical. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like which that movie was what, 20 years yeah. ago or oh, something? They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. The Children of Men was supposed to be 2027. Yeah. It was supposed yeah. to be 2027. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. Wow. Yeah. Julianne Moore. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Julianne Moore. And Clive Owen. Nope. Yep. Yeah, was, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. The best part of Batman is Michael Caine. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Batman, I got some pretty good news. Oh. The, uh, uh, they're filming the 2024 Batman right now, and the voiceover actor who, who plays va- Batman's voice when he's in costume, uh, he contacted me and sent me the first four chapters of my book, Awaken the Immortal Within, with him doing the voiceover, and it Whoa. sounds so badass nice and he asked he asked for my permission to do the whole book 
and he would send it to me for free to do whatever I want with it, audio book uploaded to YouTube or whatever, as long yeah. as we have an agreement that he can do my other archaics books. So he and I, he and I are, he and I are, are uh, doing business together now. He's the voice of Batman. It's uh, that's I that awesome. Was interesting. That's, that's awesome. so cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's got a he's got an evil voice. He's got the perfect voice for Batman, all all studded up in his armor and shit. <laughs> that's so badass. Nice. That's very cool, man. Um, yeah. So your books are your books are getting translated into several different languages. And no, that, no, 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 no. Not my books. Not my books. Oh, uh, I do have. I have seventeen books, but uh no, no my youtube video oh my bad uh, your youtube stuff is going yeah. to, okay there's okay, a there's I, a company that's going to copy my whole youtube channel and and replicate it in germany uh youtube germany youtube france and 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 uh, holland okay so uh dutch yeah it's that's that's what's happening there so that's per, that, that that matter of fact we signed the paperwork on that on monday i'm pretty excited about that so nice. it took off need to hurry up and let that go down before they find out all these conversations i'm having with paranormies oh no yeah i know right <laughs> yeah well, well i mean we you know we, we've been banned from pretty much everywhere because we just we tell it like it is um we got they already know they already banned. Yeah. We're probably their, their legal team has already been all over my archaics TV. Their legal team didn't give a damn about archaics TV. Nice. We had all, we had we had to disclose it, and we already told them. So the, man, we're talking about all kinds of things that are centered on YouTube, and they basically told us we don't give a damn as long as you keep it as long as you keep it behind a paywall. We really can't we can, really can't comment on it. There you go. Cool. cool. Good. Sweet. And it's not like we're doing anything other than telling the truth anyway. Yeah, no doubt. No it's doubt. unfortunate. No it's doubt. unfortunate that like that that happens. It's like you know. And um, oh, that was what I was saying earlier about the by the guy at work who got mad at me for saying not to give you know we're not giving Jews in Hollywood money. I was like, what is that? Was I lying? He's like, no, but that's anti-Semitic. I was like, but I'm not lying. He's like, no. He's like, they never said what? Kanye was a liar. You know, they never, they never you can't call him a liar. They never call him a liar. They never call anybody yeah, who I tells tell, you. I have an idea. Oh, uh, Johnny, hmm. I'm gonna run this by you guys. See how how you feel about it. Um. I would like to have you on my YouTube channel. We just got. We just have to keep it clean. Oh, okay. you know what I mean. Just, okay. But I would like to have you guys do a show on my YouTube channel. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send Alt Skull that link, and he can share it with the rest of you. Um, I would really like to do a show focused on any evidence that we can find, video clips, anything that we can find that they are actually injecting human consciousnesses into VR reality games. That video has okay. got me really thinking. That video that video is still going through my mind what I what I heard. And uh if there really is that many people reporting this as the video purports, mm. then you guys should be able to find several video clips. Can you send us that, a link to that video? Or did you send that to Scott? I'm going to. Okay. Oh yeah. He's yeah, gonna, all, okay. all, yeah. He's gonna email me. He's gonna send me an email and cool. then uh i'm gonna send you that link yep uh, but uh so was that in uh was the game called uh vr chat or uh i think it's called vr chat or something like that i don't know i know big john found it on tiktok and then he, we and he and i watched it together and it creeped me the okay. fuck out yeah i was gonna say so if it is vr chat uh if you you know if you play video games the only way that you should be which is on a pc uh, you can just play it regularly on your PC. You don't need uh, a VR headset. I had the yeah. game. At least when I downloaded it, it was free. And uh, 
I could pro- I can see if I can find any of those instances and just like kind of uh, mess around with it for a few hours. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is if you guys spend the next week just amassing e- even three or four clips that we can discuss, oh, man, we'll blow YouTube up with that, and it'll get you guys a bunch of traction because I can put all your links in the description box. For, you know, I'm, I'm a, Yeah, we might make as long as long as, lo- as long as we just leave the Jews alone in the, in the conversation, <laughs> YouTube won't have any problem with the video. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll just <laughs> we, we, we need to make a new YouTube channel anyways and see if we can't get, get back on YouTube quietly. Well, you got to understand, you guys, you guys are in the title of two of my videos already, mm-hmm. Paranormies. Mm-hmm. So if that didn't trigger any YouTube algorithm, I don't know what would. You right, guys are in right. the title of two of my past videos. Yeah, true, right. true. We already have the copycat Paranormies on there. So. Right. Well, are they anymore? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think they got, after they got outed for doing fake ghost busting videos, um, which I thought was hilarious and we called. Uh, I think it's funny. Did you hear? Okay, so there's a fake paranormies on YouTube. There's a fake paranormies on Instagram. Disney has a show, and I can't remember the name of the show, but there is a group on this cartoon, and they're called the Paranormies. What? Yep. And fucked up. They're an alien hunting UFO sighting group. And their leader's yeah, name is. Up. They stole y'all's name, like yep. That. Like I mean, it's Disney, <laughs> but Disney, dude. That just tells me something about that. The Paranormies are really actually doing something correct. If if there's this much, yeah, man. if they're putting <laughs> out this much fake chaff about me and my stupid little podcast, then yeah, man. Yeah, I just googled the uh, Disney Paranormies on my phone, specifically Google, and the first thing that popped up was a Twitter uh, ad. So disregard that. So the second result, the Nationalist Inquirer, will the real Slim Shlomo please stand up? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, we are a little juvenile at times, but still, that's that's a great show title. So, so anyway, anyway, back back to the premise. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys will get the clip. You can see the video. You can uh, you can establish the veracity, authenticity, or whatever. Absolutely. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll give you a lead. Maybe if you guys can find three or four more of these videos, and you want to come back in a week or two or something, man, let's record. Let's record something that we can just upload to my channel and just blow people's minds because this is some really harrowing shit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it is. Know. If they're uploading consciousness into video games, uh, I just saw a video today. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it again. But a woman apparently encountered an NPC in real life. And yeah. where this person was like doing the bit where he was like, can you uh, not can you help me? It was like, yeah, maybe, maybe can you help me find my family or something like that? But it was an, it was an IRL thing that happened. This guy was in a phone booth uh, and this woman was walking through like a subway station. And this guy was just, yeah. So, So, I mean, are they incorporating like NPCs, like actual programmed NPCs into IRL now on top of that? I don't, I just don't know. I just don't know what, what, the, what was on my mind was that these game developers Mm. are wanting to muddy the waters by saying that they have introduced AI into their VR worlds. But that's just a cover for what people are experiencing in the dialogues coming across some of these NPCs who aren't really controllable by the game. They seem, they seem to have broke free from 
whatever the programming restraints are, and they're able to communicate, even though they can't really control the avatars that the game has assigned them, they 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 can communicate to players that engage with them, and it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, is this like this uh, interacting with NPCs and telling them they're in a simulation thing? There's a, there's videos going around about that, like going into video games and interacting with NPCs, and like telling them. Oh, that, I don't know. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen those. The one I, the only one I'm talking about is is the video about about people being creeped out mm-hmm. by playing a video game and just off the wall talking to an NPC that acts like he's they're human and that they just want help help with getting out of here and trying okay. to figure out where they are or what the fuck happened. Can you get a message to my family? Mm. You know, just creeping these gamers out with that. That's what this video was about. Yeah. It's like okay. the opposite of an NPC. Someone who should be an NPC who isn't. Right, we're, right, right, right. We yes, usually yes. deal with are people who should be real, who act like NPCs. Yes. And then yeah. the game developers being, a- being able to uh, withstand all scrutiny because they blame the AI. So oh, it's just right. the AI trying to figure people out. That's all it is. When, right, right. It, yeah, it's, it's creepy as hell. Like I said, if you guys are, are open to it, man, you want to do it, man, I'm, I'm on board. I'm oh, on for board. sure. Yeah. yeah. That sounds I'll, like- I'll email you today, Jason. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, Mr. Jason from Ar- the Archaics Research Group, uh, thanks for coming by again, man. Yeah. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll do this again very soon, and I swear, maybe next time we'll have a, like a script or something. We'll, we'll we'll go off, but these are always fun, dude. Where we just off the cuff talk about stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh, also I'm gonna finish data mining this. But yeah, I'm serious. If y'all want to PDF this, I'll definitely mail it to you. 100%. Yeah, no, yeah. As, like as, as soon as you're done, mm. I, I'll PDF it immediately. That seems like a lot of people are interested in that book and you just can't find it. That's what makes me want to PDF it so bad. Exactly. It's like, exactly. well, <laughs> yeah, when you're a lot done, people can't have it. When you're done, just send it to the PO box. I'll make sure Jack gets it and we'll PDF it and get it around. All righty. It'll work. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, make sure that you go over to archaics.tv and check out the archaics.tv and the, the videos over there. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. And where else can they find you, Jason? Oh, that's it. Archaics.com will take you anywhere you want to go. There you go. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming by. And uh, we'll we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, man. I'm I'm about to get that Captain Crunch and some milk and some coffee, and I'm good. Right on, man. That's my dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I do I love breakfast for dinner, anyways. Like, yeah. But uh, every now and then, you're a Captain Crunch guy. I am tonight. Right on, man. I'm a, I've always been partial to uh, if I'm going to eat crap cereal, it's like either Count Chocula. Or Cocoa Puffs. Was uh, Cocoa yeah. Puffs. I was yeah. about to say Cocoa Puffs was mine. Yeah. Count Chocolate and Cocoa Puffs. What about you, Skull? Uh, I enjoy Cocoa Puffs and Fruity Pebbles. And uh, I also like Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries. And you always save all the berries for last. Oh, Crunch Berries. Yeah. 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 They destroy it. the That's inside it. of your mouth, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thanks a lot, Jason. Yeah, man. You guys be good. All right. You too, brother. Later. Take care, bro. See you. All right. Well, Jason from Archaics dropped by for an impromptu. It wasn't supposed to be an impromptu, but it ended up being that way because, uh, yeah, there was a little time delay, and we were like, whatever, and just just rolled with it. 
Yeah, it worked. We covered like one subject for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Which one was it? I don't remember. <laughs> the alien the alien disclosure part. We talked about that for about less than a minute or so. Oh, yeah, that was glossed over pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't seem like you wanted to talk about it. So I was like, okay, we'll just keep talking about our stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what I run. There's plenty of content here. You know, it was a great, it was a good show. I think people are going to like it. Yeah. I think everybody listening to us talk about it right now enjoyed what we just listened to. <laughs> I, I did, uh, the, the whole episode, I felt like it was my intern days where I like barely talked as I was just sitting there listening. I'm like, this is, this is good. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I like episodes like that. And again, I like yeah. having Jason on because he's he's cool. He likes coming hanging out with us because you can say whatever you want and not have to worry right. about stuff. Yeah. So we will check him out. I mean, we'll check him out. We will be on archaics.tv again soon, TM. Um, also, there will be a creepypasta following the end of this. And um, we will be live Tuesday night for the Nationalist Inquirer over on Pilled, DLive, and Odyssey. Go check out national, N-A-T-I-O-N-V-L dot com, excuse me, <clears throat> and uh, go buy one of our trucker hats. Uh, shirts are coming soon, TM, swear to God. Um, there was something else. Uh, we got a book in the, uh, in, the, in the P.O. box that I have to check out. Um, and that's about it. Yes. So yes, the PO box is still functional. So please do do send us stuff to the PO box. We like getting stuff in the PO box. <laughs> we actually read the books you guys send us. I swear we do. Well, Jack doesn't. Uh, they get read to me, but you know, I, I listen. Right. Jack will scan the PDFs and then listen to them being scanned. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> on on like four X speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skull. What do you listen to podcasts on now? One point five or two. Oh no! I only listen at regular speed. Oh, it's thank God! Only, you, you too. The only right. po- the only podcast I listen to is you guys. So, oh okay. Um, when I listen like VMs and so, do you listen to VMs at one five on on Telegram? No. Um, if it's like um like if I'm doing research for a show and I need to get through a lot of information, I'll listen on one point five. That's as fast as I can go. But I just it just gives me a yucky feeling. So yeah, generally. I- yeah, if I'm going to listen to something, I'd rather just listen to it. Does Although it there are certain people who talk really, really slow, and I'll put it on 1.25 or 5, and they'll speak at a normal speed, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that too. One, I appreciate 1.25 settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1.25 is usually gets you right where you need to be. It speeds it up just enough, and mm-hmm. also it makes me smile a little bit because it queers everybody's voice up just a touch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just makes me snicker to myself a little bit, you know, while I'm driving. But uh yeah, so I don't know why oh yeah, why I said that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't do I don't do one point five very often. Uh I don't do two point oh ever. I'm not a zoomer. Like I, I can't listen that fast, man. I can read I, can't do that. I can read that fast. I used to be able to speed read and retain shit, like do the, the finger down the page speed reading stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I taught myself that when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And I used to be able to read like massive books in short periods of time and retain information and stuff. That's that I can still do to an extent. I mean, uh, my devil mirror has killed my uh, attention span quite a bit. But uh, yeah, listening, I can't listen that fast for some reason. Right. Yeah. My brain yeah, is same. like, whoa, 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 easy there, kid. Slow down. <laughs> and I talk fast for a lot of people. So, anyways, all right, we are going to get out of here uh, and we'll see you later. Time travel makes you gay. Everyone loves new tech. 
Every odd gadget has come into the public with mass-induced hysteria levels of consumerism. People with a four-month-old phone camp outside the local tech merchandisers for days, like a fantastical, actually good Star Wars movie that will never come out. The newest version of the thing is a throwback. It looks like the old piece of tech your uncle still has in his junk drawer. Don't forget the little wristband edition, just so people know how connected you are. The shit that goes in your ear can keep you on the phone hands-free, but it also lets the rest of human binaries know you're an important one. Imagine every classical piece of art redone with a phone in everyone's hand, next bent down in prayer to the soul suckers, especially the women. If it would obviously disfigure the paintings, how does it not also scar walking, talking skin? Everyone knows this. It doesn't really change anything. The towers go up, the marketing fires up a new Scalic the People plug-in. One day everything was a little different. It seems the people were tuned with their devices much like an apprentice wizard mingling with an ancient artifact. My guess is this shit had to do with a health crisis that was pushed into the normie's veins. Boosters one and all they are. These walking, barely talking shit for brains. Philosophically, you could say that there are two types of people. Broadcasters and receivers. Needless to say, there's always a disparagement in these binaries. Most people don't create. Hell, most that do simply imitate. And poorly. Anyone who's seen an expose on TikTok resembles the echoing cry of a canary in a coal mine. The death rattle of modern art. I always knew the zombies would march while I was alive. I never knew if they would be the slow, stupid George Romero shufflers or the fast, mouth-foaming freaks that chew through windshields. Why not both, right? So I'm at work, and the early break comes up. I get the last coffee served to me from a functional human being. The shop is busy. Most guys are typical blue-collar barbecue Americans, weekend warrior dads, and young guys with a chip on their shoulders. Suddenly, my favorite podcast, The Paranormies, is interrupted with a somewhat familiar buzzing noise in my work headphones. Familiar, but loud. My phone in my back pocket is vibrating like crazy. I set my tools down and lift my goggles, focusing on the rumbling phone giving out an alert. Amethyst alert. Testing. Okay, then. I thought I kept alerts like that off on my phone. I look around and see all seven of my coworkers also discombobulated, wrestling with their own face masks and gloves to get to their phones. I try to fumble with the analog buttons on my phone since none of the normal on-screen buttons are there. What the hell is an amethyst alert anyways? The screen went, three, two, one. The buzzing noise seemed to slow down or lower in frequency. It felt like my phone shocked me. It definitely did. I dropped it to the workbench in front of me and tore the headphones off my head. What the hell was that? My phone shocked me. You see that? I look over to see my friend on the other end of the shop doing the same as me, looking actually quite shocked and without a word to express himself. Three of the others did the same, each having some blood coming from their ears trailing down their neck. One of the younger guys in the corner turned and looked at us. It was like we all saw the same ghost. Two guys from work stood almost frozen, still holding angle grinders in their hands, still holding down the triggers on the tools and spinning the discs in the air in front of them. Their goggles made it difficult to see their eyes, but their backs crooked back a little, like they were in a trance and they kept their headphones on. 
You could hear the low-frequency, hard-repeating tone pulsing out of the headphones on the table still. One of the guys who still had his headphones on started hitting his head against the workbench like a metronome. He pulled his phone out and took a hammer over his head. He dropped the buzzing phone to the table and started whacking it with a hammer over and over again. Pieces started flying all over and his ears kept dropping red. One of my friends in the corner of the shop grabbing his headphones and threw them down on the bench in front of them. The amethyst alert continued blaring from them and the frenzied man before me began to snap the hammer up and down only somewhat precisely while crying and growling in horrible anger. The two stunned men in the room both slowly started moving. First lifted the angle grinder up and under his chin and left the voraciously cutting mechanism in place. While first his mask tore out the chunks of his flesh and jaw, started to spray against the wall to his left, spreading a great spray up the wall and ceiling, painting both dark red. The horrible sight had us all screaming and unhinged in the moment. The worker with the hammer, now mouth foaming like a mad dog, brought his hammer down with a sick crack against my friend's head. He turned slow and stunned, not knowing how to react and got hit again. Blood poured down his face from the wound. My other, seemingly unaffected friend came between the two, grabbing the frenzied man by his forearms and wrestling the weapon away from him, shoving him backwards and over onto the cold hard floor. Blood still flew up against the ceiling and sprayed against the lights, covering them red and giving the room a dark red light. My other zombie-like co-worker walked towards the injured and battered one. He had the same madness from this signal, this frequency. He took large strides towards his intended victim and raised the running angle grinder up level in front of him to saw apart the hopeless man before him. I rushed forward to stop him. No plan of attack, no weapon of my own, and lunged at him too late. Before I could reach them, the strange zombie that was a man I spoke to on coffee break collided with my stunned buddy. Luckily, The cord pulled tight and ripped out of the wall as he was nearly upon him, making him trip and fall forward sprawling on the ground. I turned looking back at my phone for a moment before deciding to leave the death device that shocked me behind. I ran over to help scoop up my fallen friend, bleeding from his head wound, and we made a break for the door. We three rushed out, pinning the door shut with a forklift, then making a break together to get help. But where was the help? The signal came in everywhere. It beamed into everyone's stupid new tech. At least some of us were immune. I thought today was going to be just another Monday. Until that amethyst alert went off.